Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. Uh, This is episode 34 of season 21-22, near the end of the season now. Uh, four or five more shows to go. Uh, first up this week is Roger and the Quarter Municipal. Roger, how you doing? Uh, um, yeah, I'm good. A little bit deflated, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. Thanks, Andrew. Reflective of uh, reflecting today, I imagine, uh, on a good performance, it seems, from uh, the Saha 11 boys, really topping off. Um, top, I mean, Jacqueline Hyde season for you guys, um, topping it off well yesterday with a loss, but you, you, you're... Head is held high. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll save that one for last because we'll put some meat on the bones of that one. Um, the, there's only three games played in the Quarter Municipal yesterday. Um, so unfortunately for all of the Quarter Municipal listeners, it's going to be a rather short section today, but it seems to suit to suit Roger, who's recording in his uh, during his lunch break, I suspect, um, at work today. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. So let's get straight into it. Uh, Invitational Cup side A result first up. Uh, Huxley guards um, losing three 0 to PSG yesterday. I don't know what uh, PSG did squad wise yesterday, uh, but considering the results they've had in Division One this season, Huxley guards uh, losing three 0 to PSG in a cup semi final, they've done themselves no harm there at all, and, and seemingly uh, not the whitewash we was expecting. No, I don't think there's no shame in that result. Um, we all know the firepower PSG possess. Um, and and I, th- I think that score is quite respectable um, considering the season that Huxley guards have had. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think they can. I think they should. They can. They can keep their heads held high with that. They got to a semi final. Um, unfortunately, couldn't couldn't make that uh, that that next step to the final. But um, yeah, that's you know, like I said, losing three 0 is 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 no shame, especially to to a team like PSG. Absolutely not. Let's 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 put it straight. Huxley guards should probably be playing Division Two. Yeah, uh, football this season. Uh, they rolled the dice and it didn't pay off for them, but then they go back down to Division Two where they should be. Uh, yeah. PSG runners up in the Prem Division uh, have been in uh, more than one cup semi final this season, uh, so yeah. they know they know uh, how to do it. Um, yeah. A top side in the Quidditch setup, three uh, 0 again. That's no embarrassment at all. Well done to Huxley guards, uh, D Kumi and Steve Lewington getting the goals for PSG yesterday. Um, they'll be breathing a sigh of relief to get through to the final of a cup that basically that side of the cup, um, they couldn't, if they failed to get to the final, they would have been extremely upset. Uh, they now meet Soundersted JFC, I believe, in the final. It is, yeah. Uh, should be a cracking final, that one. So even even manufacturing a cup final, a cup, a cup uh, run for yourself, he's still ended up playing um, PSG in the final has Russell. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a good game to be fair between them and uh, between Sinus and JFC and PSG. A lot to prove um, for PSG still in that one. They'll be favourites for that one too. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be, they'll go in as, as strong favourites, and, and with that comes added pressure. So, um, 
you know, JFC will be going into that with, with, with nothing to lose. Although I say that it was a cup final to lose, but, um, you know, they'll come as underdogs and I think they'll relish the challenge. Yeah. Um, once you're in the final, you have, you, you have to win it. Uh, yeah. No one's really interested in the runners-up, sadly. Uh, that's just cup final football. Uh, in the Intermediate Cup, the first one uh, of the two semi-finals was played this week, the other one next week, and we'll talk about that in our predictions later on. Uh, Albo United took on the impressive Santola. I say impressive. They gave up. They gave a good fight against uh, Sandersted JFC in the Invitational Cup Side B semi-final, uh, losing a yep. uh, close contested game. This time it was no different, taking on higher-placed opposition again in Albo, who have taken Division 2 by storm. Uh, keeping uh, Albo just to the 1-0 win yesterday. Albo have blown many a team aside by three or four goals this season, Rog. Um, but a clean sheet by elbow is good signs for them. Uh, but a one nil win shows just what a tricky opposition Santola can be. Definitely. I mean, I, I don't think we've seen elbow just score the one goal in, in, a, in a game of season. So no. Santola have, have, have put a real effort in there, real shift by, by the players. Um, and, and again, a, a, a respectable scoreline against a, a very impressive elbow United. Um, they they can be pleased with the, with their season, you know, the division division two champions uh, cup, and now an intermediate cup final to go with it. So, yeah, they've been great. they've been a breath of fresh air for the Corinthian League of Albo. Absolutely, a tough uh, final awaits them potentially between Dynamo Duppers and Gold Coaching. Again, we'll talk about that one uh, on the other on the other section of the Quad Municipal. But uh, Dynamo Duppers will be going all guns. They'll want the cup if they missed out narrowly on the league. Uh, but they'll want this intermediate cup. Um, so that that promises to be a brilliant game. Uh, the Senior Cup semi-final was played yesterday too. Uh, Rog, yeah. it, has, it has to be said, I'm not going not gonna to rub salt in the wounds or sugarcoat it at all. What a fantastic uh, season it has ended up being for uh, Saha 11. It seems yep. without really a goalkeeper uh, for mu- much of the season, without scoring... Uh, tons of goals you're probably going to end up finishing third in, in the division you looked uh, worrying about relegation for a while two cup semi-finals lost out both to Prem opposition yep a 1-0 loss yesterday to Addiscombe Casuals their season really does ride on that was riding on this particular cup I know they're in are they in the, the Challenge Cup the, final cup final as well yeah against Bosjam um, yep. but after narrowly missing out on the league campaign uh, this was must-win for them as much as it was for you yesterday. 1-0 Addiscombe Casuals. Um, I know from the group chat uh, yesterday, um, you said that it was all you guys and uh, Addiscombe Casuals seemed to seemed to concur on social media yesterday too. Tell us tell us a bit about the game. Another good showing made by yourselves by Saha 11. It must be frustrating as well though. Very frustrating. You know, after the Bosch Jam defeat, I mean, we was we was disappointed, but we didn't. We didn't really create enough to really win the game. Um, yesterday was 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 totally the opposite. We was, um, you know, I started before the game. You know, I put a I'm chatting. I put a message in our, in our chat in the morning saying I didn't have a goalie available. Um, so got to the game and I was kind of fearing the worst. Um, you know, one of the players stepped up and volunteered to go and goal. Um, it turns out he didn't even have a save to make um, all game. We was we was we were absolutely fantastic. Um, first forty five minutes, especially we we dominated the play. We had three or four very good chances. Um, one fell to a midfielder who was yards from goal. And I don't know how he missed. He just put it wide instead of 
tapping oh. into it. Um, we had another couple. I think we hit the bar. We had chances just to go over. Um, we had a goal. In my opinion, that was was wrongly ruled out offside. Um, from where I was standing, it looked like there was a player on the line. Um, but you know, the, the, the linesman said it was offside. I have to go with what the linesman said. Um, was the second, player on the line behind the goalkeeper? I, th- I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. That's what I'm saying. It looked yeah, like there was. But a... was the player was the player who was offside in front of the goalkeeper or no? Not? I, where I was standing, it looked like there was. He was. He was in front of the goal. Probably about I don't know. Not even five yards out maybe and it looked like the goalie and and there was a defender on the line as well um, okay so it, it, that's what it looked like from where I was standing okay uh, I can't be 100% sure that that's the case obviously I've got to go with what the, with what the linesman said um, second half casuals came out of the blocks um, you know obviously they knew their, their first 45 wasn't good enough they had a, probably a 10 minute spell where they where they was pushing 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 for a goal um, and, and we couldn't really get to grips with them. But then after that, again, it was, it, I wouldn't say it was one way, but we was in control of the game. We was, we was the team on, on, on the front foot. Um, we, we wasn't really creating many chances second half, but we was in control, I, I felt. And then uh, their goal came from, uh, I don't know if it was a free kick or it was just a cross. It might have been a free kick, but it was a player. A player was not picked up on the back post and he, he jumped up and sort of nodded it home. It was a well-taken header. Um, by casuals and then we had a player sin binned so we was down to 10 men but we kept pushing you know we kept pushing for a goal and and, and then the last last 10 minutes of the game I think casuals were really sort of where they were defending with everything they had we was throwing everything at them just just couldn't get the goal unfortunately um, so yeah we've come off the pitch really deflated because we felt like we'd done enough to win the game um, yeah it was just it was just 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 wasn't wasn't to be unfortunately um, but like you said, you know, we can hold our heads. We can hold our heads high. We we, we took on a team, let, let, you know, that have been second half of the season. They've been flying casuals. Yeah. Uh, you know, they 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 put Spartans to the sword a couple of times. So you know, we like I said, we take we take we take pride from the performance. Um, but it's it's an opportunity missed on on our behalf. Absolutely, sounds like it, and uh, something to. Something for your players to use in the game, I guess, going forward against MMFC that the, your last game of the season to write the, the levels that you know you can get to. Is yeah. important, it's important to get to these games to that level in your bread and butter yeah. uh, in the divisions, the, the league yeah. games, because uh, if you can perform like clearly the way you've performed against one of the best best teams in the quarter municipal, the third best team in the quarter municipal, um, you should be looking at promotion uh, with 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 the guys next season. So. Absolutely, All good stuff and motivation and something to use uh, for motivation going forward. Yeah, d- definitely, uh, uh, and, and that's that's what we need to try and build on. Now we need to sort of make sure that we can get the players out because I think that that was our problem the first half of the season. We, just, we couldn't get the players out. We didn't have a proper goalie. Um, you know, second half of the season changed. You know, players started becoming available, uh, and you could see from our results, that, you know, that, that we can string some results together. We we were good enough. Um, so yeah, we've, we, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good um, sort of foundation now to, to really build on and push ourselves on for next season. Fantastic! Let's get on to the fixtures next week in the next section. Watch, I'll see you on the other side. I'll be there. Right. So next up is Gibbs and the Westford results from yesterday, the twenty fourth of April. Uh, 
Let's skip yesterday's results. I feel, I feel like Jimmy Carragher, the first time that Neville came back to Monday Night Football. There's an elephant in the room, but we will get to that Fuck game. Fuck you, you can't. <laughs> no, no. well, uh, Would you get if you cross an elephant in a rhino? The elephino. Carry on. It's not very good. That is a Christmas cracker joke. In the Prem, <laughs> Bulltucks nil, Jam 1. Uh, Phil doing a really good job on social media of talking up Jam at the moment, Gibbs. Uh, maybe he's building some hype for their cup final against UTR, but a good win for Jam. Um, they're, who, going, they're going along nicely. Yeah, they he, are. He's, um, he's doing well there this season, Phil. Not that they don't always be consistent in that league, but they're giving UTR a run for their money this year. But um, he's deflecting it and putting it on the other teams as well. He's trying to adopt a little underdog story, I think. Yeah, um, he's learned from the best. Um, Maybe he listens. But obviously, their cup final Wednesday against UTR um, be a good game, to be fair. So get down and watch it. Will be a good game. Uh, in the senior, New Cross win again. A good end to the season. Uh, a poor start for them, uh, but a good finish for them. Looking uh, like nicking a promotion spot, potentially. Four free winners against Rising Talents. Uh, everyone can beat rising talents uh, these days, can't they, Gibbs? Ouch. Not without struggling or penalties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good win, though, for New Cross, as I say, finishing the season really well. Uh, in Div 1, uh, Footscray Lions go down 2 0 to Red Velvet. Red Velvet lift a title for the first time in their Sunday league history. The Saturday first team win the Kent County uh, Prem Division. And their Sunday team win Division 1 of Westfar. Good luck uh, to Spencer and the team down there. Well yeah. done, lads. About time as well, must be said, boys. They've always been... They were in that pack behind Beckenham Manor and Farmer Reserves in the OBD yes, SFL and they never quite bettered them. They, they got promotions in third place uh, with them. Uh, but the move over to Westfar has been a successful one to them. League and Cup double uh, for Red Velvet. A good club. Uh, nice people involved with it. As you say, Spencer... On a Sunday, he's a good bloke. Uh, and Gary Watson, who looks after all the teams and does all the admin and that crap, uh, has had his uh, health battles and all that. So that would have been a fantastic day again uh, for Red Velvet. Well done, boys. Uh, Footscray Lions uh, rooted at the foot of the table. Uh, it's going to be a tough a tough one for them. Uh, Crayford Arrows lose 1-0 to Elton Rovers. Uh, a little while ago, they told us to put it on the fucking podcast and we've put it on the podcast. 1-0 to Elton Rovers putting a massive dent. Uh, obviously, that, that loss, sorry, to, for Crayford Arrows has helped Cray, uh, Red Velvet to win the league. Crayford Arrows still looking good for promotion though, Gibbs, but a good win for Elton Rovers. Yeah, Elton Rovers needed that. I think off the back of the cup final and then getting beat heavily by Red Velvet last week as mm. well. Um, obviously, they was unlucky against UTR, Elton Rovers. So they needed that and that's that's a good win for them. Absolutely. one nils are always nice. Uh, in Division 2, a uh, big result for Falconwood Reserves. They travelled over to Crocodile, uh and won 6-2 in the second game it turns out sorry full time has done this arse about face Crocodile getting a 5-2 win in the first game of their double banker uh, a good three points for them uh, but in the second game 6-2 to Falconwood Reserves uh, Crocodile season uh, looks like petering out without much yeah, I'd, I'd imagine this. the second game where they've conceded six no take nothing away from Falconwood but I think Crockenhill have been struggling for players so on a double header on that big pitch I'd imagine that um, the, the, the second game's level. just been a bit um, a bit much from yeah uh, two uh, two good wins <clears throat> for either team though uh, much needed Kingfisher and Alpington Eagles played out a two all draw in tribute to the man himself 
Uh, Advent Mighty Royals uh, winning run continues in Div 2 with a 3-2 win against um, Forza, uh, against Phoenix Knights. <laughs> uh, I missed out the Forza result. Junior Reds um, Athletic lose 2-1 to Forza. Uh, Forza with lots of games to play. Uh, they can still win Division 2. Um, they, but they'll need to catch these games up. Maybe some double bankers uh, ahead for them. Uh, but a good day in Div 2 uh, for Forza. Um, in Division 3, uh, Woolwich Royals win 4-1 with um, Woolwich Common uh, ending their season, it seems. Uh, that's Woolwich Royals confirmed as champions. Well done to Steve and all the lads at um, Bexy uh, at Woolwich Royals. Oh, they actually confirmed champions now? Yeah, because they've played. they got one more game to play. Mm-hmm. What about Abbey Mead, though? I thought Abbey Mead was still in the hunt. They are, but they... They, I think they can get fifth. They can get twelve points from the rest of their games. Mm-hmm. Woolwich Common aren't going to play any more games, so yeah. I think their their wins will get awarded everywhere. Okay. And yeah, Woolwich Royals um, have won the title oh. essentially. Congratulations to them, Woolwich Sharks. Uh, yeah, uh, pending. I think the Woolwich Common situation. Though it seems that the current people who run the club have been left in in the shit by whoever ran the club before, uh, and yeah, it's just. A bit of a mess for the new the new owners of the club or the new people that run the club. Um, in Div 3, some more fixtures. Bexley Hawks, good season continues. Looking like a promotion <coughs> finish for them. They win 1-0 against Borden Sports. And Gibbs, I've seen you shuffling through your phone, so I know what's coming. No, I was having a shuffle because I see something on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, oh, no yeah, I've, Paul. I've got a report from uh, Jimmy. Yes. Title... Title charge is over for another season. We had all the ball in both halves, but failed to take our chances and fired blanks. Hawks took the lead on 35 minutes, beating the offside trap. The striker getting into on, onto a through ball as I come to meet him on the edge of the box. He toe-poked it past me into the bottom corner. Oh, disrespect the finish. <laughs> this was to be their only shot on target the whole game. 1-0 down at half-time. We dominated the second half and missed two massive chances to get level. The Hawks keeper pulled off two match-winning saves with a one-on-one and then later on tipping over a shot that was going in. We can't blame anyone but ourselves. Credit to Bexley Hawks, whose good run continues. Well done to Pete and the boys. Unbelievable progress for them. That looks like a promotion to Division 2 as a minimum uh, on its way for them uh, back in there. Prem for them. I mean, what they're a good side. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far. Perhaps playing in Div 2 with Peck and Ryan next year. Who knows? I mean, the underdogs, mate. We don't win games. <laughs> in Div 4, uh, what a total race this is. Hartford um, win 2-1 against Barker. Uh, Barker, congratulations on your cup win uh, recently, uh, winning the Burt Holloway. Hey, Bert. Um Hartford, though, uh, they're going to have a say in this Division 4. Such uh, a competitive so um, league, isn't it? They're all beating. They're all beating each other. All the yeah. teams around the top. It's um, it really is tight up there. Fantastic division. Uh, Steve, well, you're Andy's standing Paul. last week. Huh? Does it take up Andy's poll? Up Andy's poll's always tight. After uh, Steve, you're standing last week. Steve Hughes, that's his favourite division. And yeah, those four teams at the top there, they're all fighting each other. Did he get me any points on a prediction? Uh, one or two. Fucking hell, Steve. <laughs> Fucking refs. Fucking what do they know? Uh, in Div 5, Dancing Albion and Turk Ojak drew one all. That was, um, that was the best thing to come out of yesterday. <laughs> uh, in Div 6, the third best division. The first best division. Uh, Footscray Lions, Vets win 5-0 against um, Foresters. 
Um, after defeating um, Highfield last week, uh, during the week, 8-2. You'd 8-2 have been Highfield Rovers last week, Gibbs. 8-2 win for Footscray Lions Vets. You were 8-2 be Highfield last week. They're a good side, the Footscray Lions Vets. Backed, up, backed that win up with a 5-0. That's 13 goals in yeah. two games for the Footscray Vets. Sets them up nicely for a big game against Peckham. Mate, they're, the, they're getting in red-hot favourites. That, well... Red hot it wasn't the strongest for us, us team, I can tell you that. Much suffering. Jamie. Uh giving the asterisk that we needed every now and again some meat on the bones. Lewisham Tamil's season is done uh, with a three one defeat to Highfield. Highfield bounced back from that heavy eight two defeat against Footscray Lions Vets with a three one win uh to see the season out. I know Ronnie was particularly distraught. Um, with that defeat in the week. Um, so that would have felt good yesterday to finish the season. And they've still high. got Footscray Lions. Oh, they've still got one f- game left. Oh, have they? Oh, yeah, if they shit. win it, they can finish runners-up. So it's a big game for them, all or nothing. Bloody hell. All or nothing on Amazon. Maybe we could have a season <laughs> at Highfield Rovers. Um, Orpiton Athletic get a fantastic 5-1 win against Chimera. Uh, it's not been a good year for Orpington Athletic. So that would have been uh, a sweet win yesterday. In Division 7, the best division. The 7th best division. The best division. Las Cabras lose 4-0 to Adidas Athletic. Uh, it's been a real shitter for Las Cabras. Let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, after such a good year last year that culminated in a in a cup final for them, uh, they got a second go at it as well and, and didn't manage uh, to get the cup over the line. Um, but this season in Div 7 has been a struggle for the Goats. Uh, 4-0 to Adidas who we, we know are a half decent side Gibbs so uh, perhaps perhaps no shame in that result no, no shame losing to them they're, they're a good side Adidas uh, Greenish Hotshots lose 6-3 to Fleet down uh, yesterday the Mac was there Fleetwood Mac back in the attack 6-3 they scored yesterday uh, well 6 they scored yesterday Greenish Hotshots 3 in return uh, good win for Fleet down well done boys Intercross played Bexley Village Vets and won 5-1. Um, just to compound the uh, problems yesterday, Adidas Las Cabras was a double banker. Adidas getting a 7-0 win and a 4-0 win over Las Cabras. 11 goals in two games for Adidas Athletic. Uh, makes that a good day for the boys. In um, the Vulture Sports Division 8, uh, Greenwich Hot Shots, uh, Sporting Greenwich, sorry, played uh, Elton Palace Elton Palace have been free scoring of late um, Greenwich Sporting Greenwich have returned sadly to their lowly um, position yeah, of, around like the bottom second or third yeah. bottom I couldn't believe it they've really fallen off um, a Desmond in tribute to the man himself uh, Elton Palace probably a bit upset with that result given their recent uh, goal scoring prowess um, Spill United Blues Gibbs 3-2 Mm. Uh, Chimera reserves Chris obviously not there yesterday definitely not there and it's just at this point of the season mate it's a results business and uh, that's another three points on the title charge for them so keep going the Blues the Blues definitely need to keep winning I know it's in well, Elton Lions they need to keep hands. Chris Elliott away that's what they need to keep yeah, doing keep him away hopefully he was helping out at the cup finals or something yesterday he fucking was he pissed in my water <laughs> <laughs> pissed in your team's water uh, the Bosco played Greenwich Battle Cruisers um, three all the result yesterday. Uh, I think that makes fours of the best team in Greenwich yesterday, uh, looking through the results. Uh, Metrogas played Burridge Blues in uh, the Pete Smith Memorial semi-final. What a game that seemed on the one next to me yesterday at Metrogas. 6-5 to the boys. 5-all it was uh, going into the final uh, 10 minutes, I believe. 
Metrogas hitting a winner. Uh, absolute celebrations on from the sideline and from the players. Uh, Burridge Blues putting in a fantastic show for themselves yesterday. Gibbs getting uh, taking a young Metrogas side um, that deep into a game that they're probably not Metrogas apart from under the radar. Probably haven't been pushed that hard. We know the age. Yeah. Average age of Burridge is um, probably around the 30 years old mark. Sounds like a great game though. Six Fantastic five, game, 6-5 yeah. in normal time. Not even extra time, yeah, normal no. time. Lots of goals. Fantastic game. Um, well done to Metro Gas. They push on in the cup, as I say, beating Burridge Blues in a cup. Uh, that's a fantastic achievement for any team. Uh, Barnhurst win 2-0 against Black Fen in the Plumpsy Challenge Cup. Both teams, I think, getting a reprieve. Um, for a, a team getting um, ejected from the competition. Uh, Blackfen uh, may have wished that didn't happen. They lost a player yesterday. A broke, Ooh, fractured a, ankle. Fractured ankle on the, uh, on the bulbous um, meridian pitch yesterday. Uh, Barnos capitalising on that. I watched uh, the game there last Thursday and um, as the ball was rolling and people were running, there was just dust everywhere like literally the ball was rolling and the, there was like it was like Speedy Gonzalez you know when he runs on the cartoons and the, yeah. literally the trail of dust follows it was just like it was like that around the whole pitch as soon as someone was lifting a boot there was just dust flying up everywhere this is something that I've brought up uh, many a time obviously my my problems with uh, Meridian are, are well documented I won't go into that but we've had it over at um, Hall Place last season it was a rock hard pitch when you played um, odd fellas but you can't you cannot call a game off in the summer because the pitch is too hard. The referee would get absolutely yeah. slaughtered. Well, but the, the SE Niners keeper done his leg at Hall Place this year, didn't he? In the goal, he broke his leg there. So that's. Um, but the dry pitch is more dangerous than a wet one, in my opinion. A wet pitch um, is isn't as dangerous as the dry pitch is deep that we are getting now. Um, the pitch at Meridian, obviously, um, Steve. Uh, Hughes was the ref yesterday he's, I know he would have been diligent in checking the pitch as best he possibly could and he's played the game but a player under no challenge or anything has rolled his ankle and fractured his ankle when will these places start being held accountable for the quality of the surfaces that they're dishing out I know the type of money that they pay for that pitch at Meridian and, it, and it's upwards of 150 quid probably near enough 200 quid that they're paying for that pitch why do they keep getting away with dishing out these crap surfaces? Barno's probably put double that again behind the bar there every single time they play. Why are they getting such a shit service from that place? I thought I was listening to Talk Sport then. I thought that was Simon Jordan. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Having a little rant. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say they should be held accountable. I know it is their their uh, ground and just, just a bit of water on it. I don't know if they have the facilities to be able to water these pitches, but... Um, I mean, the pitch is not in a great state. I think there's a lot of... Uh, it's not been in a good state for years. ...in the areas as well. You could probably play, play beach volleyball. Um, it's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, the, the the players see the pitch before the start of the game as well. So, it like, they they can say, look, I don't really fancy... Like, I, I know it's hard to say on a Sunday morning, I don't really fancy that pitch, or you don't fancy this, or don't fancy that. But... Um, I think maybe obviously just a conversation between all sides to be fair the clubs that use the pitch and the and the ground as well it needs to happen and yeah I mean if the teams all get if that would be the perfect um, situation that all the clubs that play at Metrogas uh, that play at um, the Theatre of Screams get together uh, meet with the owners of Meridian and say what the, what the fuck's going on like we're mm. paying all this money the surfaces are all full um, 
players are now getting injured and breaking their ankles on it. Yeah, I we're mean, paying, we're paying a lot. You pay more there than you do at the likes of Charlton Park across the road and Martin uh, um, and Playing Fields, and you're getting the same surface. I'll be honest, if you're paying 150 upwards for a pitch, you do expect it to have a bit of water on it or be, yeah. be maintained and looked after. Cause that's, you expect that's, it to be safe. Especially a, a for, for Sunday sides as well. Like that's, yeah. collect, that's all your money from one week, basically, as subs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's bank, banking on that you're having 15, 16 players. And then places like this expect you to stay and go and put your money behind the bar. You know, we've seen teams, um, good teams, uh, pushed out of Meridian because they don't stay and put money behind the bar in, in place of teams that do. So if they're going to do that, then they need to honour their their match fee and give the teams the service they deserve. And that isn't happening at the Theatre of Screams right now. No arguments here. Uh, in the Plumsy Challenge Cup, under the radar, and Baldwin Sports A. Uh, that was free all at the end of play. Um, a good account of themselves made by Baldwin Sports A. Coming back from 3-0 down. Yeah, I mean, I actually watched the game. And to be honest, I got there about half an hour in and uh, under the radar were 3-0 up. But the last 15 minutes of the first half, um, from what I saw, Baldwin was massively on top. Uh, they had one saved off the line. Then they managed to get one back going into half-time, 3-1. Um, the the Baldwin guy that takes the throw-ons, they're like, they're like free kicks. He literally launches them into the box and it's such a um, a tool that they used as part of their game, uh, Baldwin. And they got one back just, from it Just as well. giving away their game plan. Billy will <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> And they um, then they got the third goal, three three. Like I suppose halfway through the, the second half, and um, the whole second half, I'll be honest with you, I think UTR had two attacks. They just couldn't get out of their half. Balden, Balden had them pinned back and um, just literally chasing the goal. I mean, uh, the the UTR keeper, his handling was really good yesterday. Like there was a couple that, with the wind, it could have took it, but he just he just kind of plucked it out of the sky. Um, at three three, Balden actually had a penalty as well, and the, the UTR keeper pulled off a good save. And then I think with literally probably minute, two minutes to go, um, UTR got a penalty. The Balden keeper saved it, who weren't their keeper either, because they never had a keeper on the day. Um, he's pulled off a great save. Um, and then got into penalties, and um, just unlucky, it's a lottery penalties, and the, the Balden guy missed, and it finished 5-4. But Balden, 3-0 down, they li- they literally could they could have won the game, to be fair, being at 3-0 down against UTR. Not many teams can say that, so fair play to them. No, um, unlucky to Bournemouth Sports, but under the radar, do what they do and uh, and win uh, a double banker between the two of them uh, to look forward to next weekend. Could be a tricky day for uh, Bournemouth Sports A over 120 minutes next week, though I know double bankers um, are a different kettle of fish altogether. Uh, in the Supreme Engraving Fair Play Invitational Cup, these are the this is the cup final for the the good. The good boys, isn't the it? The good teams, yeah. Without, um, they didn't with... have no ref on this game, is they? They don't need that. The players who just <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. they found someone. Oh, right. the <laughs> uh, this is the one for the teams with the best conduct. Um, I believe their on and off field um, dealings are taken into consideration as well. So this is a real good day. Did the winners of this play the refs at the beginning of the season as well? I think so. It might be yeah. Um, un- uh, Elton Lions took on Elton Lions reserves took on South East Athletic Maroon quite a gap in the two, with, between the two teams in placings uh, SC Athletic Maroon win 3-1 on the day winning the the, uh, the Fair Play Invitational Cup well done boys same in the total next season yeah that's the <laughs> Anglo-Italian Cup for uh, South East Athletic Maroon next season uh, Elton Lions probably with bigger fish to fry uh, in Division 8 this season uh, but a nice day out um, and well done lads uh, in a Clint, Clint 
Clinton Lindhurst Elliott Memorial Cup. Uh, this was a semi-final Gibbs, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Newcross Rovers reserves um, uh, lost on penalties after a, a two-all uh, in tribute to the man himself, Desmond Tutu. Uh, Sid Cup going through. And I said yesterday on um, social media, Gibbs, um, Sid Cup and Avery Hill, two teams that applied their trade in the bottom divisions um, over the f- last few years. Um, real improvement for them. That's Sid Cup, I think, into the cup final of that one. Yep. Uh and well done to the boys, Sidka and Avery Hill, standout teams uh, in terms of their progression uh, over the last couple of season, and that's a well-deserved cup final for them for some hard work and grafting, keeping those teams going. Yeah, definitely, they both deserve it, and uh, it'd be a good day out. And I reckon there'll be a lot of goals in that cup final. To be fair, I think they'll both enjoy the day. It'd be a good one. Uh, and one last game in the Let's Sports move King. Move on to the fixtures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sports King TV Cup. Uh, it truly was the underdog story with Peckham Rye taking on Old Fortronians, two teams from, this was the Division 5 Cup, sponsored by our friend uh, Duke at uh, Sports King TV Gibbs. Um, what went wrong? 2-0 to Old Fortronians. Mate, I've told you for the how many weeks that we are the underdogs and our run just came to an end yesterday. Um, in all due respect to Old Fortronians, they, they deserved the win on the day. They had a game plan. Um, they're two banks of four and just said break us down we didn't move the ball quick enough into space um, to create anything and um, they scored two set pieces and they they played on the counter and they they, they was the better side they deserved it as um, there's no arguing from us do you know what I mean we was, we only have ourselves to blame that we, did, we, we didn't show up and um, they I suppose they kind of nullified us from playing our game which was a, a testament to them and um, cup winners and fair play how does it feel with the two big wins in the cup um, that you've managed the the Fred Jolly against much higher placed opposition, the team that you beat previously this season in Division 5, albeit a, a tight game, it has to be said. You didn't roll them over by any stretch of the imagination. Um, was it just a bit of a, a tough to get the boys up for this final after I two think, good wins? I think it wasn't tough to get them up for it. I think maybe we was a victim of our own success because I think where we've beat the the granite and the rising talents of late um, and then we've won 14 games on the bounce I think old Fortronians came into it with they've got nothing to lose type thing yeah. um, and it pumped them up more for it and obviously us being unbeaten in the league as well it's probably it's given them an extra boost to say look we've got people here today let's just fucking go out give it everything we got defend and play for each other mm. and maybe our attitude was wrong maybe we turned up thinking you know what we've only got to show up because we're beating teams We've only and someone else would do it and we didn't show maybe our uh, like desire in our heart in, in our side yesterday and um, we give a very poor account of ourselves there's no idea from it and they, they deserved it on the day Sean Sweet by Gibbs a kick up the arse probably just what Peckham might need some big games coming up we've got to get the league over the line and some huge cup games still to come probably the best thing that could have happened to you at this stage of the season it don't feel like it today but um, <laughs> I hope so mate to be fair we'll see how it, we'll see how it unfolds but we're still underdogs well, we'll talk about all of the uh, predictions in the next section, Gibbs. No problem. So next up is the OBD SFL section with Jamie in Silk Towers this week. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm suffering. <laughs> he played 90 minutes yesterday, everybody. Yeah. He walked in like he'd... Uh, He'd done, he'd done the seven rounds with uh, Tyson Fury rather than Daniel White. up at what, Wendy Temple <laughs> yesterday. Uh, tough day yesterday. Pitches are getting hard again. Um, 90 minutes for the gaffer. 
of uh, Greenwich Mariners. Never a good sign. Never a good sign. <laughs> uh, same old story for Greenwich Mariners. So we'll get into that game shortly. Uh, all the results from yesterday, the 24th of April from the OBDSFL. Uh, starting in the senior, uh, Kenningwell uh, getting results. The, the the which we're more uh, like we're more used to seeing should I say six one to the Tigers yesterday against Farnborough Old Boys uh, almost sealing their fate now uh, Kennywell um, with a good win uh, they needed that one yesterday Jamie just for the confidence boost to get them over the line for the rest of the season yeah just to assure that safety um, that's more like it from their perspective but Farnborough it's just a shootout between them and Comanzi now as to who's going to take that second spot in the the drop zone, so that's a, a real big blow confidence-wise to them. Um, I think they might only have one game left now, so they've got to put everything into that and focus on it, and hopefully they can get the job done. But uh, yeah, much more like it from Kenningwell. Talking about confidence blows, this one yesterday, Lambeth All-Stars played Hatcham, must win for Hatcham, uh, and they didn't manage it. Jamie won all yesterday against two fantastic teams. I bet it was a great game, KG, uh, footballing affair. Um, but it looks like Hatcham with that result uh, and their adversary is Essie Dons winning 2-0 yesterday against Kamazi. Uh, looks like all but done for Essie yes, Dons. It is done for me. Um, Hatcham give a good fight this far but yeah, that's that's it done for me now. Um, can't see Dons letting that slip and fantastic achievement back-to-back senior titles. Don't think that ever been done if not it's a long long time since it has so fair play to them but uh, yeah Hatcham could have been such a good season you would have thought they would get success in the Kent and, and go all the way in that title race but they've just come up short on both fronts but it looks at it which is disappointing but compared to where they were and where everyone thought they were going to be I guess it goes down as a, a kind of above average season for them Who are the last t- team to win back to back senior division titles? I don't care it was Bickley. Was it Bickley? Yeah. Oh, probably. Uh, I think they won it the year after they won it in Vin- uh, their invincible season. Um, but uh, could be wrong on dates, but definitely Bickley were the last back to back senior winners. Um, Don's not done it yet. As I say, they beat Kamazi 2 0. Um, that would have been sweet because Kamazi knocked them out of the Paul Picard. Um, so, good win for Essie Don's. They don't need to rely on beating Hatcham now um, to win the title. They just need two wins. And it's job done for them. Well done, boys. Um, other games in the senior. The Wall falling 2-1 uh, to Rocker Seniors. We know how good Rocker are on their day. Uh, whatever happens between now and the end of the season, the Wall have been a brilliant addition to the senior division. Um, disgraced, um, disgraceful behaviour, should I say, uh, by Beckenham Town, uh, Jamie. Early last week, um, a video emerged where the Wall and Desi Dons in particular were criticised by the club um, and racial slurs were used. I don't want to get too deep into that. Obviously, there's a county investigation going into it. But these clubs, Jamie, that um, at, at semi-pro level that are happy to take these clubs' money and, and rip them off, really, at 400 quid a piece uh, and then talk about them like that behind their back. I mean, it just... A, the racism is a complete and utter disgrace and I hope that Beckenham Town... Um, are duly punished, especially the person or people that were saying that crap about the boys um, at Essie Dons and the Wall. Um, I hope they're punished with, with all the 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 power that the county have and and uh, and whatnot. Um, but these places are happy to take the money. Um, they shouldn't be 
um, they shouldn't be saying these things about our team, no, should they? It, it's shameful, really, is shameful. And yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. They should be punished to high heavens, and let's hope they are. Um, in terms of you were saying about the wall and what they've brought to the league, they've been a breath of fresh air. I think yep. um, <clears throat> their content is very highly thought of on yep. YouTube. Uh, clearly, a good football inside. Um, that like putting themselves out there so fair play to them and they've also they've got that cup final to look forward yep. to next week against Bickley which will be a cracking game I'm hoping to be there for that yep. um, so yeah they're a, they're a team that more than have earned their place in that senior division and I look forward to seeing what they can do going forward I think they'll be a real good team to look at going forward um, hopefully uh, I'm not suggesting the wall are going there but hopefully this Super League stuff European Premier Division <laughs> Serie A Liga Serie A Liga B um, hopefully it's not true and we can see the progression uh, of some of these teams within the OBD SFL uh, rumours are that it's, it's growing ahead of steam and well, is, they'll still do well over there so yeah. you know that is what it is we like to see them here um, anyway uh, the Rocker winning 2-1 against the Wolves, showing their pedigree. Uh, Rocker, a good side, we know that. Uh, in the Prem, uh, Saha 6, FC Elmstead 3. Saha uh, shaking off... Rogers at the wheel. Rogers at the wheel. Uh, Saha shaking off a recent uh, wobble, slight wobble, um, to beat Elmstead 6-3. No mean feat, that great result for the boys. They need that. They need to get up ahead of steam again uh, for this big game impending against um, Sports King in the not-too-distant future. Uh, ground up as uh, promotion hopes wobble against uh, Beckenham Rovers. Jamie, I've got a match report from Beckenham Rovers. Have you? They are, they are high uh, from their recent run of form. Um, it was 4.20 during the week, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, report received from Beckham Rovers, and thank you so much for doing this. Not many of the... Was it Uncle Ben that sent it? <laughs> it was not. You uh, <laughs> uh, very joke there. Um, you put me off. Uh, thanks for sending it. Not many of the OBD SFL teams do, um, but this is from them. Uh, I know you follow the match reports, and I've been meaning to drop you a review from the last few weeks. In terms of the game today... We've played a very good groundhoppers team. The context is we've been hit by a couple of big injuries over the past two months, which saw a dip in form, which unfortunately included a game that you refed for us against Sports King. We had a we had a poor three week spell and almost forfeited the Sports King games due to injuries and poor availability. Beside those three weeks, the poor performances on a whole have been there this season, and I didn't I didn't think they played that badly against Sports King. Uh, that goes along with what I thought. Big performance and result for us today. We went 1-0 down within the first five minutes, though, for a beautiful free kick from twenty uh, from 25 yards out, um, but battled our way back to 2-1 at half-time. Under the cosh for the first 10 of the second half, but then stepped up and scored in the last 10 minutes to make it 3-1. Uh, within the last two minutes, they won a pen, and our keeper made a huge save to keep it out. Well done to the keeper. That save has meant we are above the relegation zone by a goal on goal difference. Big game next week against Saha. Um, I couldn't believe they were bottom of the, the league when I saw them against um, Sports King, even though they were handily beaten that day and the, and the week before. Uh, they definitely play football. A good bunch of guys as well. Um, but yeah, thanks for the match report, gents. Really appreciate that. Uh, at the bottom there, uh, LSC Giants win 5-0 against Farnborough Old Boys Reserves. Um, I don't know if there's much that Farnborough Old Boys Reserves can do 
in that division if their first team get relegated, Jamie? They get relegated by... Um, no, if they agree not to share players and have different secretaries, I think they can coexist in the same division. Okay, that's not happened very much, very often. Uh, interested to see what happens with that one. LSC fighting for their lives. They may be uh, pushing for safety now as well. Who's going to tumble into the relegation zone and get involved there? Uh, Club Langley still hanging on to third place, I believe. They don't want to get promoted. They desperately fucking stay for. But yeah, Hacienda. Uh, did Hacienda play yesterday? No, they didn't. Uh, in Division 1, this was my one yesterday. Bexley United 2-1 winners against Royal Southwark. Uh, my favourite OBD SFL game so far this season. Uh, in terms of football, I said to Dean after the game, uh, that that's the best Bexley United side I've seen in terms of football, and I've seen them quite a few times um, over the years. Definitely new look to me. Uh, lots of young blood gone into the team. Some of the old faces that people will uh, rec- will recognise from years gone by, but plenty of young players in there doing the business. Uh, Bexley down to ten men uh, for an hour of the game with all the added time that we had uh, due to quite a few injuries. Um, a red card for denying a goal-scoring opportunity outside of the box. Uh, for me, the player, the Southwark player was bearing down into the box. Uh, a couple more strides for me and he would have got his sh- uh, shot off. So a clear denying goal-scoring opportunity. Centre-half just clipped him outside the area. Uh, I had no option, in my opinion, to show him the red card. A penalty uh, for Bexley uh, in the first half got them on their way. Uh, they were 2-0 up. Um at, 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 at a point in the game and Royal Southwark really pushed um, in the last 15, uh, 20 minutes to get a game. Their full-backs were awesome. What their right-back especially. Uh, a good side, Royal Southwark. Um, two big decisions on, on on the day for me that I got right. I think I got right. Obviously, everyone uh, is upset with, with red cards and penalties, but for me, I got it right. Um, both teams impeccable on the day, uh, but really, really impressed with Bex United. Nothing in the game at all between the two sides. Um, a great, a great... Um, advert for Div 1 especially um, yeah really good result for Bexley they're on a roll they can push themselves up to uh, the higher parts of the table that table I think we looked yesterday Jamie was it 9 points or 7 points no, or really, separates really close but they're, they're, I think they're yeah, comfortably mid-table I think they might even be up as high as 4th or 5th now Bexley yeah um, but um, Hatch and Royals have done the business they've won the league um, West Wickham also promoted whether it's in second or third place that's not been decided yet um, plenty of football left to play for some teams in that one but that Division 1 is going to be one hell of a division uh, next season uh, with the likes of Sydenham uh, Royal Southwark um, p- potentially missing out on promotion Bexley United again um, I don't think they can get involved in the top three now but it's going to be a, a real good division again. Uh, well done to both teams on that one. Uh, as talking about Royal Southwark, they won 5-2 yesterday against Lewisham Islamic Centre. Um, an expected win for the boys, 5-2 um, the result. Um, Hatch and Royal celebrating a title win. Jamie, I think it's been the longest title win waiting for the season. We expected them to do well. We expected once they caught up their games, once they had those lengthy um, county cup runs and uh, outside cups uh, <clears throat> runs that they would uh, win Division 1 and it has happened yeah I think congrats to Don and the boys we look at other divisions and think 
as you say, nobody wants to win it, but that one's been more of a foregone conclusion than the others. Um, and it's just been a case of when they got their games played and picked up the points that, that would be crown champions, and they have done so. Congratulations to them. Um, be a good addition to the Prem next season. Absolutely. Um, if the rumoured additions to the Prem uh, from outside leagues happen, um, it will the be... The rumour mill. The silk rumour mill. I'm not, I'm not naming any names, but I think... Uh, people in in uh, people in the know know who I'm talking about. Um, it will be a fantastic division. Um, hopefully, if the super the Sunday Super League thing uh, doesn't happen, um, the OBDSFL is looking absolutely ridiculous. Uh, if it does happen, we expect massive reshuffles to to need to happen. Possibly, yeah. And that will be um, a, an opportunity for a new start uh, for the league. So uh, let's have a look. It will be a massive summer. Uh, if the rumours are true for the OBDSFL, probably the biggest in its history. Um, last game in League One, Lesser Albion 6-2 winners against Sydenham Sports. I don't know if Sydenham were back on the booze again uh, Saturday night, um, but that result would come out of nowhere, Jamie. Lesser Albion's form um, has been fallen off the face of a cliff after some impressive results, and we know what a dogged side they can be, uh, but they put Sydenham Sports to the sword. Yeah, a dogged side don't win six two against no. them. So there's, I mean, for me, there's an asterisk next to that. There must have been something. But credit to Lesser, they've they've done what they had to on the day and got a fantastic result out of it. Yep. Talking of divisions, no one wants to win. <laughs> uh, division two, uh, Blase Ballers <coughs> fall two one to Manorwood. Manorwood unlucky, Jamie, not to be involved in uh, results of the week yesterday. But two one wins. In this division especially, ain't going to get you on the results of the week, are they? <sighs> they were close, to be fair, because yeah. it's an excellent result. Yeah. Um, I just love Manorwood's stats. 50 goals for, 50 goals against this season. <laughs> just, it's honest. They've been very Jekyll and Hyde. Started like a housing fire, dipped quite badly, and then they're coming back with some really good results like that. Uh, yesterday, was not expecting it at all. Um and it just opens up the door now for, well, you could say for Phoenix, but then we'll get to that in a second. And then obviously New Beckham. So it's it's wide open still. Anybody's title, I think there's possibly four teams that can still win it. So yep. game on. Yeah, I mean, talking about the teams who don't want to win it, uh, Phoenix Sports 2, they travelled to Broccoli and got bashed up 3 1. Uh, a great result for Broccoli, it has to be said. A fantastic result, in fact. They had 10 men for a large period of the game as well, I read earlier. Which, if I'd known that, again, might have been in the out for yeah, result of the week. They're unlucky. Uh, DC Football losing 4 0 to Hayden Youth. Um, they seem to have uh, dropped a bit, Jamie, uh, since some fortune went their way uh, in results getting given to them. Hayden Youth 4. DC nil. Hayden are really motoring. No, they they are one of the four teams for me, and the form they're in, they could really go and have a good push for it. I'm not. I think it's still possible. Um, and with other teams dropping points around them, you've got every chance if they keep up that kind of form. Because not many teams have been as comfortable for no winners against DC as that. So, um, yeah, Hayden really worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, good side. Hayden really impressive them when I saw them, even though they lost. Uh, they really are a good <coughs> unit. Uh, Greenwich Mariners 2, Westrum 3. Jamie, uh, at half-time, I believe you worked out, if you if games finished at half-time, you'd have 30 points on Correct. the board. Correct, and we have less than half than that. <laughs> 11, 11, 11, 11 yeah. points at, as we speak. Yes, uh, double figures. Woo-hoo. Jamie, struggling, it has to be said, with numbers yesterday. You've had to put in uh, 90 minutes 
yesterday that doesn't happen unless you centre back in goals two centre mids up front me playing 90 minutes with a boy who's not played since November playing his first game back had to play 90 minutes it was just all written on the wall but um, so oh, two two nil up. Up. Two up. we should have been four nothing up then the keeper made some good saves one on one with the goal ruled out for offside which I think probably was just offside um, before they woke up to be honest we could have been out of sight and it made things a lot simpler um, to kind of show up and see the game out as it was they got a bit of a lifeline with a, a soft penalty I've got to say which your standing keeper it wasn't a great penalty but she saved uh, and then they pulled off another really good save and we thought oh my god we're kind of going to get away with this but just a couple of minutes before half time they got one back um, and that kind of gave them a bit of impetus to go into the break kind of something to, to come back out and fight and build on uh, and they did they brought a boy on at half time who changed the game if I'm being honest he's lightning quick um, got them in behind quite a few times quite comfortably I think it was him that scored the second if I remember and we were just the legs just started going after that quite a warm day really hard pitch you know how it goes yeah. I'm obviously not the most mobile these days so it was kind of 10 of them kind of try to shuffle and cover the ground with me, try to fill in whatever space I could. So it was difficult and then we succumbed, they got the winner and kind of heads dropped after that, which is disappointing because, yet again, I've gone toe-to-toe with a team, that's a cup final team who, you know, as everyone knows, I've got a lot to play for still yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> this season. And we've, we've played well, gone ahead, created chances and just not been able to hold on for the result again. So once again, close but no cigar. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a tough one now, isn't it, for you guys? Well, uh, we've got four games left, and we're eleven points off safety. Right. So, who, yeah. who are you chasing down? Uh, Broccoli, Chislehurst, DC are the three above us. Crazy, crazy division. Uh, You're still in it. You're still in it. Um, you can't afford to lose the the next one, then, presumably. Yeah, uh, no, but that'll mathematically put the nail on the coffin. But we'll you keep can... going. We've got four games to go and try and win. So that's what we'll do. Uh, New Beckenham 9, Chislehurst 4. Crazy scoreline even for Sunday League standards. Uh, Chislehurst, we know what a good side uh, they are on their day. New Beckenham have always been an attacking attacking outfit. We know um, not so much at the back, but going forward with Chris McGinty, uh, you're always going to get a goal or two. uh, And I bet he notched a few yesterday. Uh, A good win for New Beckenham to keep their uh, title hopes and promotion uh, hopes alive, very much involved in that race. Uh, Alpington, Jekyll and Hyde season continues. Uh, a three-all draw for them yesterday um, against um, LSU Lions, whose winning uh, run seems to have come to a bit of an end. They're starting to stutter now over the line. Uh, a three-all draw, I bet that was a good game. Two equally matched teams. Uh, in Division 3, um, a double banker was played between Italia Wastils and Belmont. Uh, the first game ended 6-2 to Belmont Athletic. I've uh, seen firsthand recently what a good outfit Belmont are going forward. Um, two excellent strikers, it has to be said, against Hatch and Beck and Amanda. They did have them on the ropes for the first 20 minutes of the game. And in a change of tactics, seemed to seemed to throttle any sort of um, momentum they had. In the second game yesterday, Italia Wastils um, and Belmont shared a Desmond in tribute to the man himself. Uh, four points for Belmont. It's a good day for them. Well done, boys. Uh, in the third division, Hatch and Beckenham Manor win 2-1 against Crayford Arrows. Um, Hatch and Beckenham Manor, champions elect. 
Um, not very much work for them to have to do to get the title over the line, really. Um, plenty of games to play, plenty of midweek football for them, as usual. Um, but a good win against Crayford Arrows yesterday for John and the boys as the rain lashes down. Could have yesterday morning. In Selk Towers. Uh, uh, <laughs> Woosh, their um, slump towards the end of the season continues with a 2-1 loss to lowly um, FC Deptford. Surprise result yesterday um, for FC Deptford. A win. Well done, lads. It's been a real tough season with some heavy defeats. Uh, Woosh seem to be um, settling for Division 3 football again next season, Jamie. Yeah, probably not intentionally, but it looks to be that's where they're going to end up. Um, yeah, just a really bad few weeks for them, uh, culminating in that defeat yesterday to Deptford, who, to be fair, early in the season were getting battered left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, they've slowly brought results down to be more respectable and then culminating in that, an excellent win against a, a good Bush side yesterday. So that's probably their standout result. I think of the season um, so they'll, they'll look to finish strong Deptford and hopefully go again next year Absolutely it doesn't get any easier for Deptford though next week they play Ellis we'll talk about that one later uh, they could affect the promotion hopes of another uh, team in Division 3 uh, in Division 4 sadly it seems Lesser Christchurch have called it a day for the season It's because uh, you keep pestering them <laughs> I keep pestering them they've said yeah we don't we don't we shouldn't be in Div 4, so we're not going to play any football. Uh, they've called it a day for the rest of the season. Uh, AFC Wilgar's um, title hopes raised with a 3-0 win against Crayway. Brilliant win for Wilgar. We said as soon as well with them as we did with Hatch and Moyles, as soon as Wilgar start catching up their games in hand, uh, watch them rise through the table. That's happened. 3-0 against Crayway. That hasn't, that hasn't no. happened very often this season. No, um, that was on the pitch next to us yesterday. Um, I saw the, there's quite a few of the Crayway boys were having a drink after so I think they are still secure promotion I think that's pretty much done and dusted but well Gal look like they're marching onto the title now but um, yeah for Crayway that'll be two promotions back to back as well so you can't really turn your nose up at that yeah. that's pretty good going but um, yeah well Gal look like they're just a, a step above the rest of that division yeah that'll be back to back promotions from them Division 5 uh, and Division 4 in successive years uh, the way they go, you could see them going straight through Division 3 um, as well next season. Um, East Wickham Wanderers 2 into Milne 1. A good win for East Wickham Wanderers again as the rain pours down at Selk Towers. Um, hopefully not um, affecting our audio <laughs> quality too much, Jamie. Or the electrics. Or the electrics. Uh, in Division 4, SMCA lost 3-2 to FC United of Bromley. Uh, a good win for FC United of Bromley. SMCA threatened to look decent this season, but it's gone uh, again now for them uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, in Division 5, FC Peak and Benhurst drew 1-0. Um, a good point for Benhurst. At the top end of the table, Alpington Colts, uh, promotion hopes over. Um, Hayes and Pickhurst win 3-0. Um, the top three there in Division 5, I think now that's them promoted. Um, I'll try and remember exactly who it is uh, in a minute. I know who it is. Hazen Picker, South London Spartans and Phoenix yes, 5. Correct. So those three are all promoted now. Uh, Colts just missing out. A good year for them. Uh, just consistency at the end of the season. Uh, killing their, their promotion hopes. Hazen Picker over the line and they play uh, a good uh, cup final against Hay uh, Hatch and Beckenham Manor on Sunday. First up, at, uh, Monday, sorry, at Bromley. 
um, Bank Holiday Monday. That'll be a fantastic game and really will show us where Hayes and Pickhurst are. Um, meeting a team uh, who know what it's all about. So that'll be a fantastic cup final, to be fair. Yeah, it will be. I think Hayes and Pickhurst have absolutely smashed through Division 5. But as you said, out of the all the teams that can enter, the Vic Farrell, Hatch and Becker and Manor are probably yeah. definitely, well, yeah. not probably, definitely the highest ranked, if you like. Um, so it'll be a good test for them, yeah. And I might make that one Monday morning and just kind of see you know, how good they actually are. Uh, Petswood Roadrunners 1, Bexy Athletic 1. A rare uh, league point for uh, Bexy Athletic against the Roadrunners. Well done, uh, lads, on a good game, that sounded like. Uh, SE Ballers 2, Kingsdale 3. Kingsdale uh, turning with some form. Just missing out on promotion. Uh, we know that they can have a say uh, in that title race if they do play any of the teams at the top. Uh, Kingsdale, we know on their date, are a good side. SE Lions 1, South London Spartans 2. That game... Um, confirming South London Spartans promotion to Division 4. Well done, lads. Uh, Jamie, that's all the results for Sunday the 24th. I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with John White. Now for the Southern Sunday section with Graham. Graham, two... Cup semi-finals for you yesterday. How how are the legs feeling uh, today? Hello, Andrew. Hello. Hello. Um, here we are for another week. Oh yep. my my legs, they're shot to pieces. Absolutely gone. <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it. I think I would have been all right had the second game not gone to extra time and penalties. And it was just yeah. one of them. As the day goes on, it was just getting warmer and warmer and warmer yesterday. And the pitches are so dry. They're so dusty. They're so hard. It just takes it out of your thighs and out of your ankles and your knees. It's mm. oh, I feel cooked, mate. I feel absolutely cooked. As uh, as league secretary, you have the powers to cut extra time out of your cup competitions. You know that, don't you? So we don't have extra time in any of the rounds, only the semi-finals and the finals. Okay. Which I think is a fair yeah, compromise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I've always been a I've always been a, a, a huge admirer of extra time, and I was a bit upset when a lot of the county FAs got rid of the extra time. But when you look at pitch capacity and quality of pitches, I just think a lot of them in the middle of the winter can't take the extra time. So at least towards the end of the season, I think if you're going to get to a final or you're going to win a final, you want to see it done in kind of a normal time rather than yeah, penalties, yeah. don't you? So yeah. I think we've just about got to the right balance. Absolutely. Right. Straight into the results. We've got some games to talk about uh, this week after um, last week, only the one or the two games from the, like, the the week before to talk about. So this week we have some games, but I'm looking through uh, full time and they are the games are thinning out now, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we've got about I think we're down to about sort of 20 to 25 games um, now from the 1st of May. And then once it comes to the 8th of May. Um, that's when the sort of cup finals have really started to kick in and the fixture list halves again. But nonetheless, you know, we have got games scheduled all the way up until yep. the 29th of May. So there's still enough football and still a lot of things still to be resolved between now and, and the end of the end of May. But it's just unbelievable. It's the end of April now. That's nine months of the season. It's like the season that's never going to end. <laughs> well, you did start a couple of weeks earlier, which has paid off, obviously. Uh, every league that's managed to get to the end of the season uh, after the last two years we've had of disrupted football uh, should be giving yourselves a pat on the back. All the committee members, all the teams that have done their best and and everyone else who's involved 
Uh, well done to all the leagues uh, in getting it done. It must be such a relief to see some cup finals being played as well as leagues reaching their, uh, reaching the end and um, not, not with having to manufacture it with points per game and all that rubbish that we've seen before. Um, it's nice to see. So, uh, it's a strange back. feeling, Andrew. It's a strange yeah, feeling after yeah. three years. I mean, everyone's been disrupted and everyone's done different things, haven't they? And yeah. I think genuinely, I think everyone's made the, the right decisions as per their clubs and as per their league. But, um, you know, once again, no support or leadership from uh, our colleagues at the County FA or the FA on this. So I do echo your view around the league volunteers and the clubs and everybody else pulling together to get this done um, because it's not been with their help. It's been done to spite them, if anything, I think. Well, when part of your county FA is looking to set up a, a splinter league to look after the elite of the of its county, uh, what do you expect? Is that still going around, that rumour, is it? Yeah, I've heard big sponsorships with major brands are, are oh, now in place. Word. Shameful. Absolutely shameful. Well, uh, well, let them get on with it. It won't affect us. But all your London FA teams are still contributing to the wages. Anyway, let's get into... <laughs> let's not go there. That's a whole separate podcast a whole, for we'll, There will be. There will be another podcast on that one. Anyway, uh, straight into the Southern Sunday results for Sunday, the 24th of April. Uh, and straight in with two shock results, I have to say for me, league table may say different uh, for this first one. Uh, Clapham Rovers 2, Swag 1. Uh, Clapham Rovers... Um, Needed this win against a team in Swag who did have games in hand, uh, but it looks like Swag are going to miss out this season. Uh, we'll talk about the, we'll review both the games after this one. Uh, Southwest Rangers 7, uh, champions showing their, uh, the last champions of the Prem showing their pedigree, beating AFC Ballum 7 2. Graham, two results for me, probably going against what we would have expected, um, but certainly in Swag and Ballum, two teams that, um, you're gonna gonna miss out potentially on this championship race. Yeah, let's start with the swag one. I think the swag one's quite interesting. Um, you know, they've they've had several cup runs, and obviously, as you know, up to the the, the semi final of the, the London Challenge Cup. Um, you know, they had to play a midweek game against Albion. They're massively behind in fixtures. Um, I just don't know whether the cup run essentially is has really affected their season. I don't know whether they've. They thought that they were going to get to that final and that's they kind of put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think their squad necessarily is the biggest. You know, they're a, they're a close-knit bunch. You know, they've got yeah. their their core number of players, I would say, that they rely on. And, and and I just don't know what it is with them at the moment. I mean, I haven't seen them in, in sort of recent weeks, so I can't sort of comment on, on how they're playing. But they, they don't tend to give away too many goals, um, but they're not really scoring any either. And when you you've got aspirations and you want to get up there at the top of the league, it is generally about goals, and yeah. they just don't seem to be putting them in in the back of the net for whatever reason. I mean, you know, on the flip side of that, Clapham have put three straight wins together, yeah, and they've just accelerated themselves up, sort of from mid table up to that second place. And momentum is key at this time of the season, and it really does look like, from a Clapham perspective, that. They're not going to go away in this title race and they really look like the real deal and, and the big contenders, which I don't think anybody with no disrespect to Clapham would have predicted before a ball was kicked. But there again, this is dubbed the division that nobody wants to win, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen Clapham Rovers. They're the one team, the two teams that I have seen. Uh, one of them are Clapham Rovers. And in the game against Albion, they were very comfortable against Albion. But 
uh, with no no disrespect to the to the guys, they they were a unit and and lovely blokes and all that stuff. Um, but for them to to be pushing at the top of the table just shows it, consistency sometimes. And having that close knit unit does get you over the line. Swag, uh, for my perception, perhaps have put a real sort of uh, they they put their head above the parapet with this fantastic uh, London Challenge Cup game, where perhaps teams will raise their game against Swag and, and um, want to defeat them. You know, they've represented the Southern Sunday fantastically in the London Challenge Cup this season. Uh, I do think it, it's affected them, Andrew. I, I, I yeah. can't quite put my finger on why. They've had a bit of a stop-start season. They've had a lot of games called off over at Dulwich. I don't think they've ever really been able to get into any momentum yeah. in the league. I think it's been very bitty and it's sort of, it's mainly been sort of London Cup games, especially if they've been playing maybe one game or two games a month. Yeah. They've been the London Cup games. So I, I definitely think that that has been an impact. Um, I'm sure they would tell me differently if they thought that that was the case. I'm sure. Um, maybe, yeah. Uh, disappointment of the London Cup, perhaps knocking the stuffing uh, out of them as well. We, ne- we never know, but a fantastic win for Clapham Rovers. Uh, Southwest Rangers as well, 7-2 winners against Ballum. Uh, a very mixed season for Southwest Rangers. More downs than ups potentially for them as ex uh, as the as the current uh, Prem Division uh, holders. Uh, but a big seven-two win for them, probably gearing up nicely for a big season next year. Yeah, I, I think they've added some respectability to their season, if I'm honest. I mean, they really did look like they were going to languish down the bottom end um, of the table. I think they were always going to be comfortable and, and stay up. They're that sort of team. Um, yeah, I, I think Ballam will be. Um, I think Ballam will be disappointed. Ballam in recent matches against Southwest Rangers have really, um, really had one over on them. And, and if there's any team that that Southwest Rangers have got a bit of a, a tricky record against, it's AFC Ballam. But uh, to win that game in that fashion yesterday is um, emphatic. It's a statement of intent result that hey. Southwest Rangers want to, you know, that they want to do the business, don't they? They want to fulfil their obligation to the league. They want to. Um, play their games and all we ask is for integrity to these games and to the division and well done to Southwest Rangers because it does give integrity to the the championship race and uh, yeah I mean <laughs> who's to know I mean Southwest Rangers could even end up with a sort of top three top four finish which I think from where they've come from I think would be decent AFC Ballam are going to have to bounce back you know they've got a couple of games in hand on sort of teams above them and Putney at the top I think they've got three games in hand they'll need to, to get back to winning ways and, and just dust off and get over that result from, from Sunday very, very quickly. Yeah, No, no time to feel sorry for yourself in Sunday football. There's always next week, uh, obviously, until the season's over. I think that's the beauty point at this time of the season is if you've got games to play and you're in, in a run and you're playing for something, the yeah. games do come around quite thick and yeah. fast, don't they? Absolutely. Uh, well done to both the winners in the Prem Division. Uh, in the championship, the huge game at the top, which would be decided the fate of Lazio uh, and Bath Old Boys uh, yesterday, Graham. Bath Old Boys, fantastic form. Sadly, not good enough in the end. Lazio getting over the line. 3-2 win against Cosmos United. I'm guessing that was a bit close for comfort for the Lazio boys, uh, but they got the job done. They go up with uh, Sporting Continental to the Prem Division uh, next season. Well done, Lazio. Mm. Uh, looks like Cosmos did put up a fight. We wondered what they were going to do with their um, with their cup final in mind. Uh, Bath Old Boys will be absolutely gutted uh, with their run uh, post-Christmas. has been absolutely amazing. Unlucky to Bath Old Boys, but well done, Lazio. Graham, 
you know who your uh, you know who the two teams are going to be going into the Prem next season. Yeah, no, well done to Lazio. Um, they've they've come a long way from where they were three years ago, getting um, sort of a reprieve from sort of relegation, and you know they've they've really adjusted. You know, in the three or four years they've been in the league, really adjusted to it, and they've they've sussed out kind of what it's about and what's required, and you know they need to enjoy this. I think they need to enjoy this. You know, results are going to be difficult for them. I think at the moment um, with the current situation with their squad yeah. uh, going into the premier, so that they're obviously going to need to, to look at that again, Bath old boys, all they can ask of Cosmos is to have put up a good fight yesterday. And by all accounts going into the dying stages, it was two all and it was a late goal that won it for Lazio. So I, I can't ask for any more than Cosmos to do what they've done, which is um, play out the play out the season I, I, I think Cosmos will be disappointed the way that their form has tailed off. They'll obviously be delighted that they've got a cup final. But I think if you offered Lazio promotion to the Premier Division or a cup final, I think Lazio would have taken the promotion to the Premier Division in what has been a difficult second spot to secure, bearing in mind Sporting Continental have been so good, haven't they? Yeah. So congratulations to Jack and uh, all of the lads down at Lazio. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the... Supreme Trophies Graham Dodd Premier Division next season. How about that? Yeah, it's been a fantastic season in the in the Championship with uh, Wheat Sheaf and Bath Old Boys and, and Cosmos uh, really putting up uh, stiff opposition for uh, Lazio in the end. The best Wheat Sheaf the- finishing four points above Cosmos, Andrew. Yeah. If you just said that at the turn of the year, you'd have laughed at us. Well, I mean, that's that's been the Southern Sunday this season, mate. It's, it's been completely unpredictable as uh, my crap uh, prediction results have shown, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a real good uh, season in a championship. Despite obviously we know uh, we know that Sporting Continental have run away with it, but behind them, uh, it's been a real good competition. And well done to the teams uh, for keeping the integrity. Up to ten teams in the Premier next season, two new teams kind of up there, and it's going to freshen that Premier up. I'm yep. really looking forward to that next season, but hopefully it doesn't come around too quickly because we're quite tired. We need we need a rest. <laughs> In the Bob Dixon League One, uh, nothing has been decided at the top of the table with this table in this uh, in this league just yet. Uh, but the bottom the bottom relegation uh, places have been filled now, I believe, Graham. Uh, not kudos. quite. Not, not quite. Not quite. One's been filled. One of two. One of two positions has been filled. Kudos losing five one to uh, in other in in any other year. If they'd started the season the way they've ended it, they would be at the other end of the table. <laughs> London Hibs win five one against Kudos Athletic, uh, showing some real fight. That I suppose the gaffer will be looking at the players, thinking why the hell couldn't we have done this um, earlier in the season and saved a few grey hairs uh, for them. Uh, and J- Junction Elite getting over the line one 0 against Chiswick. Um, Chiswick done and dusted for their for this year. They didn't have anything to play for. Uh, Junction Elites um, laissez-faire uh, style going into their um, their football at the moment, as confirmed by uh, Aaron. Getting a one 0 win. That's a bit close for comfort. Last for minute, Andrew. Last minute. Oh, Junction Elite, perhaps. Uh, perhaps taking their foot off the pedal yesterday. Well, that relegated Chiswick yesterday. Chiswick, you know, with a point, could have taken it. Um, well, oh, no, they would have gone down with a point. Chiswick would have gone down. They've gone down anyway. But um, nonetheless, that's a valiant effort in it to take the, the sort of champions elect in that division to the, yeah. to the last minute. I mean, good, Junction good Elite really are leaving it 
it's fine margins for them every yeah. week at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's uh, it's proper squeaky bum time. It <laughs> jumps the lead, uh, leading so comfortably all the way, and are they going to get it over the line? I think we assume that the games in hand are going their favour. Um, but yeah, the performances don't start. Uh, oh, big game against Ravens next week for their yeah. huge game. And they yeah. can't afford to take their foot off the gas in that game because Ravens will be trying to close them down. Exactly. Val County uh, lose 3-2 to Brixton Town. So Brixton Town live to see another day. They do. Um, so just going back to London Hibs. So um, what an achievement to go from being bottom of the table, losing week after week after week. They've now secured I think at least a seventh place finish and they've survived I think that's got to be one of the best stories I think in the in the entire league this year and it just goes to show doesn't it to anybody that gets off to a bad start or is there or thereabouts kind of down the bottom at Christmas you know if you just read take stock kind of have a bit of an overview about kind of where things have gone wrong make the adjustments bring in some players if you need to don't be frightened to change it during the season don't keep what you're doing um, keep on doing it if it ain't going well for you because it, it, the results ain't going to change. Sometimes you just need the odd tweak here and there. And I mean, that that's a brilliant story, I think. Absolutely. And obviously at the end of the season, not obviously, I know Southern Sunday listeners uh, weren't involved in this last year, but we will have a, a four nominations for team of the year for um, Southern Sunday teams uh, at the end of the season in our uh, review show, of the Southern Sunday, once everything's done and dusted, our very last show will be a review show. Uh, so we'll be nominating four teams uh, to be voted by um, our Twitter followers for team of the year. And the winner will get one of our awards FC sponsored uh, trophies. So we'll oh, be that's looking... a lovely, that's a lovely gesture. It's a lovely touch. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, I'm we sure did it. We'll be delighted with that. We did it last year for the, for the leagues that we cover. Um, and obviously the Southern Sunday are now part of it. Um, so yeah, four teams, obviously limited by, uh, Twitter's uh, poll size, but that's fine with me. Four seems sensible, but you know, that's London Hibs probably won't be nominated in, in the poll, but it just goes, there's so many teams that have, that have achieved so much post Christmas. Uh, London Hibs form has been uh, fantastic and uh, they deserve a big pat on the back for their, for their great work this year. Um, in league two, um, two of uh, Graham's, Saddest. Poor, poor and poor, I'm going to say, and <laughs> not say anything else about it. I think people are fed up with me going on about it, to be honest. Two walkovers awarded Sporting Crabs uh, and Q and Tiga, both giving their oppositions, Norton and Sellers, uh, a walkover, respectively. Nothing to play for, nothing to play for, through the towel in, can't be bothered. Bad attitude, not happy. Uh, Sporting Crabs, are they relegated? They were already relegated prior to today and Q Antigua had already survived. It doesn't matter to them. And um, yeah, we need to be looking at the rules next year about how we can make it more difficult for this because um, this is just not... This this season, in my whole time of 13 years of being here, I've never known so many walkovers. And I, I, I just, I still can't pinpoint the one thing to put my finger on as to why this has happened. I know that this... When people have got nothing to play for, I know there's a certain degree of this that goes on every season in every league. It's not just unique no, to us. No, it's not. But for this year, it just seems right across the board, people have just thrown in the towel and they can't be bothered and they don't respect the integrity of the competition. And And I almost hope that some at some point in these 
sort of careers of some of these players in grassroots football, that they're in a situation where they're going for something or they're playing for something and someone else does it to them and then they'll know how it feels. Because I, I feel that strongly about it, Andrew. I, I, I think I think it's bad form. I think it's a bad... I think, I think we're in a bad place. I think we are. I think uh, there's lots of issues around it. Teams looking to save a couple of quid on their pitches and all that stuff and the ref and whatever. But um, yeah, we like to see games played uh, to their uh, completion, not not uh, winning by uh, walkovers. Neither Norton or Celeste would have wanted that yesterday. I mean, that was um, Norton's final game. I mean, they would have, I'm sure, wanted a, a last run out. They've been, they finished comfortably um, in the table. They've had a really good season. Yeah. Uh, it would have been a good opportunity for them to all get together and maybe go down to the pub afterwards and have a bit of a, a social. Then all of a sudden, um, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, the rug gets pulled from beneath them. And, you know, a lot of these teams on the last game, you know, they like to invite the family down and they like to make a big thing of it. And yeah. that was taken away from them on Sunday. And, and I just think that that's completely unfair. I think so too. Um, in League Sorry Three, to, if anyone who listens to the Southern Sunday section, for me, keep going on about this. <laughs> well, who doesn't listen to the Southern Sunday section? That's what I want to know. Well, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> in League Three, uh, we finally reached our um, an answer in who will win League Three. Harbert Rovers uh, have led all the way uh, this season. Uh, Hampton Terriers threw the towel in after their last meeting. Uh, but got themselves back in a position where this game meant something. So well done to Hampton uh, Terriers for making a great fight of it against the top side in Harbour. Harbour winning 1-0 in the end, Graham. Uh, but a fantastic race in, in League 3 after seemingly, as I say, um, giving up the ghost and and uh, handing Harbour the title. They they really dug in deep, used it in exactly the right way um, and took them, took them back on. But Harbour, ever, Harbour in the end, raised the trophy and it's been a good year for them. Do you know what? I've really enjoyed the tussle between the two of them. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I think it's been a good mutual respect there between the, between the two teams um, as well. You know, if you look at the, the goal difference and the goal scored and the goals against, it was always very similar, but yep. for the fact that, that Harper obviously got the couple of wins has been the difference, isn't it? Between the, um, between the two sides. I think what I've liked about the, the, the battle, Andrew really is that you're right. Hampton threw the towel in, but when Harbert had their wobble, um, and they did have a, a wobble, um, yeah. and, and results were really difficult to come by at one period, Harbert just narrowed the gap. They took advantage, didn't they? And, yep. you know, they, they fell off the bike at Hampton by conceding, and then they got back on the bike. And I, I like the fact that it went to the very, very last game. Um, and those two will go up to League Two. And I'm sure that healthy rivalry and battle, I think, will continue in the division above them. I don't think there's an awful lot, if I'm honest, from what I know between the two sides, but fair play to um, Harbert. What I think is interesting is they didn't draw a game all season. Okay. I think sometimes it's better if you win and then lose. I think sometimes the draws in football, sometimes it's almost better to lose one than draw two, isn't it? Do you see what I mean? Mm. So, uh, but, but for them not to draw a game is the only team in that division. That's very unusual. Very unusual. Uh, the other games in League 3, Dara FC win 5-2 against Ballon Mariners. That one going as expected, I think. Earlsfield 2, uh, Westminster Wanderers, Rezies 2, uh, the last two games in um, League 3. Just a point on Dara, I think, you know, they've got some games in hand. I think had they not had a bit of a wobble, I think they could have been a bit closer to um, Hampton Terriers in that second spot. So, 
I think um, I think they'll go again next season um, and have a look out at League Three. I expect them to be up there or thereabouts. Well, it's going to be a fantastic League Three with Dara. Uh, potentially, it seems Magpie. I think they just need the odd point or two now to be promoted with Merton going into League Three. We can talk about all that this the ups and downs in the in the review show, but. Every league now is going to be enhanced by the teams coming up. We feel yeah, like Magpie and Merton are both up to that division. They're both promoted. They're I think Magpie promoted, need a point they? for point for the title. I think so. Um, yeah, we'll come on to that in a shortly. Yeah. Anyway, we'll come into that right now. Thank you. Thank you very much for lovely segue. Lovely yeah. segue. <laughs> uh, Southside United and Magpie recruitment played a double banker yesterday. A dreaded double banker, but not for Magpie. They picked up six points yesterday. Uh, a 3-0 and a 2-0 win for Francis, uh, leading him to leave me um, a voice note. Uh, he thinks uh, Merton Athletic should give him a guard of honour at the game the next time they play, Graham. What do you think? No. <laughs> he wanted me to say that on the podcast. And I'm and contractually you were silly obliged. Enough to you were silly enough to fall for it. Do you know what? If I had a pound for every time someone approached me or texted me or WhatsApp me, I even had it yesterday when I was down at Wimbledon Common Extensions. Oh, podcast, podcast. Can you say this? Can you say that? If I had a pound for every time someone asked me to say something, I could retire. Yeah, well, same here. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm contracting. You get it obliged. for four leagues. I'm contractually obliged. Francis did give me more than a pound to be <laughs> uh, to be sponsored uh, to sponsor the podcast. So uh, thank you, uh, Francis, for your match report. More than happy with the result yesterday. Textbook wins, he says. Uh, he's, he's sort of pointing out how tough it is if you do go one nil down or go behind in a uh, double Hard. banker. How that reduced time does put pressure on. So he was pleased uh, to get the two games over the line. I think from a south side perspective, I think they'll be pleased to get the two games out of the way. They've only got one league game to play and they've got a cup final to come. So I think um, they, they've, they've got bigger fish to fry with no disrespect to Magpie. They've taken care of their own business, but Southside will want to take care of their own in the um, in the cup final. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to talk about this one for Top Deck win 3-1 against Merton Athletic. Uh, a bad result uh, for Merton, but Top Deck have shown throughout the season that they have got uh, some talent and they're not a team to be uh, to be messed with or, or underestimated, uh, Merton lose out. And basically, I think that hands Magpie the title. It's a lot of work to do now for Merton. Well, interestingly enough, I think it's Magpie top deck next week. So um, it's a point required for Magpie. That's probably not the game that they want, really, if no. you want to get the title. Because um, top, top deck, we know, are going to beat anybody and can beat anybody in that division. And Magpie will want to protect their unbeaten record. Um, could that be on the line next week? Interesting game. It is. Um, do I remember a game between Magpie and Top Deck in a cup in a cup that went to penalties, or was it Norton, or was it Harbour that uh, Harbour? It beat was Top Deck. Uh, Top Deck beat Harbour on penalties. That was in That's the it. Donovan Thomas. That's it. So uh, good memory, Andrew. Too many games to remember. Uh, but <laughs> the big result, the one we've been wow. waiting for, Graham Clapham Wanderers five, Northcote Rangers nil. Dan and the boys live to see another day. Um, a big result, 5-0 for the boys against Northcote <laughs> Rangers, emphatic. who um, have been all right. They've been going all right themselves, Northcote Rangers, uh, but Clapham Wanderers, 5-0, showing they want to be in League Four next season. Yeah, great fight, great effort. And um, I'm sure there would have been a lot of consoling of Northcote at the end of the game yesterday because that relegated them down to League Five. Um, Clapham, though, now have given themselves a platform. They've got the chance. They've got games in hand. You know, it's the same challenge that we've given to 
to Albion that we've got to give to Clapton Wanderers. You know, you've yep. got that one win now. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to bottle it or are you going to back it up? Um, big games now, three games for, for Clapton Wanderers. I think if they can win probably two of them, then I think they're going to probably survive. They've got Southside next week and maybe that isn't a bad fixture with Southside having their eye on the cup final the following week. So they might not oh, want to yeah. get injuries. Yeah. So if you were Clapton Wanderers and you could pick an opponent, no disrespect to Southside, and I don't know what their approach is going to be for next week's game. Mm. But I mean, if I were them, I'd have all eyes on, on the cup final the following week. So that yeah. might just be a good game against um, Southside. And then the following week, he's got Parthenope. Well, I mean, that's a that's point a already guaranteed, isn't it? <laughs> He said the same thing. If I was Southside, if I was Southside against uh, Clapham Wanderers next week, and I had a cup final the week after, I wouldn't make a challenge. I wouldn't talk to the referee. No, no, I wouldn't definitely do not. Anything. I wouldn't do anything. Definitely just to make sure there's a place available uh, in the final. Yeah. Good luck to Dan and all the boys giving some uh, fire and going exactly the opposite to what. Um, some teams have done and just thrown the towel in. They could easily have thrown the towel in and, and sat in the pub uh, on a Sunday and, and watched all the results coming in. Uh, but Dan and the boys are going to fight all the way. So well done, lads. Uh, yeah, taking it to the, taking it to the, uh, as far as it can go. And as I say, for the integrity of the competitions, I like that. So the longer it goes on and the, the suspense is there, gives us something on this podcast to talk about, doesn't it, every week? We find some. We find something to talk about every week, don't we? But uh, yeah, actual football uh, is good. Uh, it's always AFC, a bonus. Always a bonus. In League Five, AFC Bluebirds beat Newlands two-one. That's an early uh, rehearsal for the cup final, isn't it? Yes. And Newlands were still involved in the the title race as well, weren't they? Uh, well, they're not now. Oh, they're not now, but they, they were. Could get, they could get promoted, but um, yeah, Junction Elite Seconds, without kicking a ball yesterday, promoted up to um, up to League Four. But uh, yeah, Bluebirds hit a good bit of form um, in recent weeks, and they will take a lot of confidence and heart and encouragement into that cup final. And will it be two years in a row that Newland suffer um, defeat in the Silk Podcast Graham Robber Shield final to lose that two years in a row? Yeah, I mean, we know damaging. we know what momentum is and, and Bluebirds do have it going into this final part of the season and warming up lovely for um, that cup final in the best cup in, in the Southern Sunday. Uh, that's five games unbeaten for Bluebirds. That's five games unbeaten. And they haven't done that, I don't think, at any other point in the season. So again, they've hit form, haven't they, at the right time? Absolutely. Well done, boys. Uh, a big win and a psychological uh, one over Newlands next time. Uh, Newlands perhaps... They may try a little bit too hard in that cup final now to avenge this loss. It's going to be in the back of their minds, whatever well, anyone Wednesday says. Wednesday week will soon be here. We're only, what, nine days away from the final now. Yeah. So Wednesday week will soon be here. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to get it out of their system quickly this yep. weekend, um, Newlands. And uh, yeah, <laughs> not an easy game. They've got Junction Elite on Sunday. So um, tough, tough, tough game after the defeat go to, to take that into the cup final as well. So be interesting mm. to see what Newlands approaches and what they do interesting stuff in league six junction league thirds lose three two to the uh, under 23s of westminster wanderers uh, a good win for westminster wanderers boys uh, in league seven four all draw between afc putney 11 and victoria line velocity uh four all graham that's a that's a crazy game perhaps no goalkeepers on show 
This no week. goalkeepers, no defenders, no anybody by the sounds of it. <laughs> certainly some strikers uh, played, played though. Defensives certainly weren't on top there. No, in League 7, the last game of the day, Southwest Athletic losing 9-0 um, to the impressive South City. Um, they are going to take some stopping, aren't they, Graham? Yeah, eight wins um, from the nine games. Um, three points now off of that second place Southwest Athletic have played all their games. Ten points off of Putney with seven games in hand. Um, if you were a betting man, you would bet your money on South City getting over the line and securing that championship. So very much looking like uh, Putney already promoted up to League Six. South City will be joining them in uh, in the coming weeks. And they've got a cup final to look forward to. But uh, yeah, 43 goals scored in nine games. I wonder how many they're going to finish with in terms of goals scored. Only conceded six as well. Yeah, uh, it's been. A, have, have South City got double bankers galore though? Have they? They've got. Um, well, they've got another one that's um, that's coming up. They've got to um, against Olympic Mayonnaise. That's next week. So that's one one double headers, and all the others are um, single games apart from Barnstormers. They've got one in the middle of May, I believe. So that's after the cup final. So in the next two double bankers and the cup final, they could be up and potentially have a cup under their belt so uh, big games in the next few weeks for for South City and I think for what they've put into the season in terms of the cup run particularly in the London Cup and in the Marcus Lipton Cup I think for them to come away without a promotion or a championship or a cup final I think would have been a very disappointing end so I'm not surprised to see them where they are um, I think people do get a bit carried away and said you know they should be in the premier division and or the championship or one of the higher divisions um i think that is getting carried away i think they're at a good level where they are um, and we'll see how they do if they get up to league six next year yeah it's hard it's, you can't compare a, a league seven team that may be taking like having a good run of it you can't compare the two and no disrespect to the teams that these teams play against but the likes of st andrews and and uh, south city etc uh playing in against League 10 and League 7 teams week in and week out if they're getting big wins against those teams is one thing but doing making but to being able to do that at the top end of the table is a different thing so let's not assume just because someone's a strong League 7 team that they should be I agree. straight people I think just get very very carried away sometimes and they don't see the wider context of the overall picture I mean to to, to be a successful team is not just about one or two results it's about having the consistency and the levels to do it over a season yeah. and we know in cup competitions we know for our own Marcus Lipton Cup this year that these shocks and that these upsets happen yeah. that's football it's happened in the FA Cup in the 150 years that it's been going every year and it will continue to happen the shocks whilst they become less will still happen that's just the reality but to grind those results out in the league divisions every week that's your bread and butter yep. very difficult ask very difficult exactly and it's easy to get players out when you're winning sixes and sevens every yeah. week but you put them into the prem and they lose the first few heavily yeah, those players won't be turning up anymore that's for sure that shows and, the character doesn't the it? And that shows the character and commitment and about how loyal and how good you know players and how good the club really is that's the test of your metal is when you're losing not when you're winning mm. uh in league eight uh some answers at the, the top end of the table kudos athletics good run uh, unable to to continue against the top side, it has to be said. Rosendale Sports first win 3-1. Uh, kudos. I don't think we expected them to get anything out of that one yesterday, uh, Graham, but they do. They have earned a hell of a lot of credit uh, for some good results recently. Uh, Mundial B, unfortunately, given a win 
by a Pimlico Penguin. So that means that Mundial win the title. Well, unless there's a goal, unless they lose 23 nil their last match, then um, yeah, Mondale B <laughs> are the champions. Okay, mathematically, uh, it's not done yet, but all but all but done. 23 goals. Um, I mean, kudos. The only thing I would say about the Pimlico Penguins walkover is that they've given back-to-back walkovers against Mosendale and Mondial, so that, for the integrity perspective, didn't affect either team. So mm. that made me feel a little bit better about that. But um, unless they've kudos. stayed up, unless they've stayed up by goal difference. No, they have stayed up by goal difference by 40. Oh, okay then. So I mean, I, I can't. To be perfectly honest, it was never going to turn around 40 goals in two games. So I think the integrity of the walkovers has not affected the top or the bottom. I think Kudos had a slight advantage because they knew that that Pimlico game had been given up in advance. So they knew what they had to do. They needed a point out of that game. So, so it was almost easier for them knowing what they needed to do going into the game. So I think they had they had as good an advantage as they were ever going to get. And I just think with they left it too late, four wins in 16. I don't think you can complain and argue that you've been relegated, if I'm honest. No. I know that sounds harsh, but... No, no, we only give the cold, hard facts on the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network. Uh, we have to say it as it is, Graham. It's, it's, it's the only way we can do it. Thank you. Makes me feel better. In League I don't nine... like being horrible. <laughs> In League 9. No, no, no. That's fine. And, and kudos. Uh, they did leave it too late. The, the manager, again, will be wondering where these wins came from at the end of the season, why they couldn't have got a few more at the beginning of the year, and then we wouldn't be having that conversation. That's uh, obviously he's recruited someone or some people. That's easier for you to say in your position than it is for me and mine. So thank you for saying what I was thinking. Uh, in League Nine, uh, moving swiftly on, Deportivo La Caruña, five, Borussia Battersea, two. Uh, just further co- uh, concrete in that thought that Borussia really are the best of the rest. Once you get beyond that top four, uh, Borussia really haven't been able to put a glove on any of those top uh, promotion candidates this year. Uh, sad for them. AFC Old Town, uh, their good season continues. Uh, they're still very much involved. Uh, they win 2-0 against Venezia Dons. Uh, Br- Brick Sustain again, uh, a good side. They've been amongst it uh, most of the season. 6-3 winners against Renegades and the Virgins battering uh, Rosendale Sports Reserve 6-0. Uh, not too many shocks there. Uh, other than the Old Town, I guess the talking point. That's a big win for Old Town against Venezia Dons. Uh, Virgins blowing away uh, Rosendale Reserves. We could see that one coming, sadly. Brick sustained two against Renegades. We expected that. Uh, but big win there for uh, Deportivo La Caruña. Is that is that them in the driving seat for League Nine? They're promoted on that result, uh, Andrew. So uh, congratulations to the Cows. They are up on that result. The only team that can catch them now is the Vauxhall Virgins. They've got two games in hand, um, but they're seven points behind. So there's nine nine points for them to play for. So uh, if Deportivo get one more win, then that secures the um, secures the championship. I mean, those two teams have showed the form, showed the consistency. If you look at Deportivo's goal ratio, 94 goals in 17 games is a whopper. I mean, yep. they've nearly scored as many as Fulham. They've scored 99. I mean, and that's in uh, 42 yeah, shoe, games. Shoehorn, shoehorn. Well, I had to get it in somewhere because, um, you know, <laughs> uh, did, did I mention that we got promoted to the Premier League this week? Yeah. I don't think I've got that. I don't think I've quite got that in. But uh, sadly, we'll be talking about what usually happens with Fulham this time next year. That you'll be getting relegated to the Championship. I'll be absolutely crying. <laughs> and, and Mitrovic would only scored about 12 goals, probably. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, so. yeah. 
don't tease me. Um, so well done to those two teams. They, they've shown the consistency and I think they've kind of broken away from the, from the rest of the pack. I mean, Brick Sustain, I think, you know, they had a little bit of a dip. Old Town, I think, still potentially are ones to watch. I think they've got six games to go. I think if they win all of their games... I, I still think that it's a tall order. It's it, it's a difficult prospect. And to, to go and win six games at the end of the season on the bounce, I think is difficult anyway. Um, but perhaps their good cup run or cup runs also affected them as well. But um, all these teams, you know, the Brick Sustains and the Brissia Batterseys and the Old Towns and the, the Venezia Donses, they're all new. You know, they, they'll be back next year and yeah. they'll, they'll be better for the experience. No question. Absolutely. Good day in League Nine there. Uh, yesterday. Your favourite division. It is my favourite division, actually. Uh, in League 10, uh, not much football played there yesterday. Didn't play Imperial Wharf. That was the final walkover. Obviously, they withdrew some weeks ago, so that confirms uh, Old Suttonians up to six at the moment. The highest they can finish is fifth. They've got one more game to um, one more game to play. St Andrews just need the one point uh, for promotion. And Masvida already up, so it's just the championship to decide. But uh, St Andrews will need seven points. That's. Uh, I wonder if they'll get them. I think they will. Uh, in the Ken Bailey Cup yesterday, uh, semi-final, as officiated by uh, my esteemed colleague on the on the Silk Grassroots Podcast Southern Sunday section, Graham Robber. This one going to extra time uh, after your first game. We'll get to that in a minute. One all. Uh, after the uh, 90 minutes, but under 120 minutes between Atletico Buble and Barking Mad. Barking Mad, absolutely crazy at the end of the game after a 5-3 win on pens. Was it a good one? Uh, I've got to say, and, and this isn't any disrespect for the teams yesterday, I'm, I don't think it was a great semi-final, Andrew, if I'm really honest. And, um, He's having a go at everyone today. Well, uh, it didn't feel like it was a great semi You know, the pitch was hard. It was bobbly. It was hot. There was a lot of tired legs. It was competitive. It was a little bit bitty at times. It's not the best semi-final I've seen this season. It probably isn't the worst semi-final. What I would say about the two teams, they gave it everything. You know, there was hard work. There was endeavour. The two goals, actually, you know, credit both from headers, um, brilliant crosses and brilliant headers. Uh, I'd I'd say top draw, both, both of the goals. Shout out to Pat, the goalkeeper for Buble, who at one point made a terrific double save to keep Barking out. I think probably Barking will feel a bit disappointed that they didn't win it in the 90. There wasn't too much going in extra time. It was one of them ones where I think both teams were frightened to make a mistake and they were almost happy with penalties. Yeah. As for the penalties, the nine that were converted, absolutely superb. The keeper's nowhere near him. But I think it was Buble's second penalty. The geezer just put it straight over the top, oh. unfortunately. It, it, it's really disappointing when you do that. You at least would want the goalkeeper to yeah. have worked him, to have made a great yeah. save. And he probably wouldn't have slept very well last night. And I, I do feel a bit sorry for him. But uh, yeah, Buble had been to cup finals before. Barking Mad have never played in a semi-final or a cup final. So um it's a first for them and we like to see different teams into the finals and I think we got a shout out or they got a shout out on TalkSport 2 this morning I've got a bit of a, a recording I'll send it through to you Andrew so uh, someone has messaged into TalkSport 2 whatever it is that they do on a, a Monday morning it must be about positive things that have gone on over the weekend and there's a big shout to um, Barking Mad so uh, 
well done to them. They got a bit of radio coverage. Yeah, well, well done, guys. And your second shout out of the of the day at the time of recording. Well done, guys, on getting through to the Ken Bailey Cup. How Final. many shout outs do I get? You can shout out whatever you want. Oh, good. That's all right. You're I haven't part... exceeded my quota for the you're week. The, you're the co-host. You can do what you want. All right. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not being my horrible. Pod, my to podcast everybody. is your. My podcast is your podcast. Oh, I'm. I'm touched. I'm honestly touched. Um, <laughs> bearing in mind, I'm still a. De- this is my debut season. You know. Well, you, you've exceeded expectations since signing. You've signed an. Uh, a, we've given you a contract at, <laughs> at the t- <laughs> for another season. Good man. Appreciate it. In the Marcus Lipton Cup, uh, again, uh, going against uh, the football, the the tables, uh, I, I know, I know reference points when it comes to the Marcus Lipton Cup. In the first game, uh, Argentina won, St. Andrews 2, Argentina making a fantastic uh, show of themselves in this competition and their league this year, it has to be said. A fantastic year, whatever happens now uh, for Argentina, their debut season in the Southern Sunday. Still no invitation from the boys. They even had the cheek to put on a picture again yesterday of a beautiful <laughs> I got barbecue. an invitation. Oh, I got an invitation. You? Oh, guys. Uh, I Silk- Pimlico yesterday, but I was doing the second semi-final when I saw I couldn't make it. Selkpod at gmail.com, Argentina, uh, <laughs> if you want to extend the invitation. They love this, by the way. Can I just say, they absolutely <laughs> love this podcast. I, do, I Honestly, they're just constantly talking to me about the podcast. They are all over it. So Fantastic. looking forward to hearing from them next season as well. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but St. Andrew's getting the job done. Uh, the lowest placed team, obviously, in the competition still. They have been for, for a long time now. St. Andrew's doing the business 2-1. Uh, being made to work. We know that you've said that St. Uh, St. That, uh, Argentina play a lovely brand of football. Um, Andrew, St. Andrew's getting a job done. They close are in. Game. That was a close game. It was an own goal towards right towards the end of the game that won it. Cool. I mean, I've, got a, I've got a copy of the clip. Someone filmed it. I'll have to send it through to you. It's sort of bobbling about like a pinball machine. And I mean, it's so soft the way that it goes in in the end. And, you know, Argentina, I think, will, will come away with a little bit of regret and thinking that, you know, they probably thought that they deserved the extra time out of that and and to lose a goal in that fashion they'll be really really disappointed absolutely gutted for the Argentine Argentinian lads uh, St. St. Andrews, though, you St. Have to, Andrews I mean, will not care they will not care if it, if it went off someone's backside and in they wouldn't have cared uh, games th- doesn't matter does it no uh, we've said before it's all nicey nicey playing football is for participation and all that rubbish when it gets to a semi-final and the final is about winning uh, and no one looks back and will say uh, St. Andrews got to the, to the final or potentially won the Marcus Lipton Cup with an own goal scored by Argentina. That's forgotten yeah. already. Uh, they'll be focused on that final League 10 team, make it into the big cup of the uh, Southern Sunday. Do not seed cup draws. <laughs> no think, one. Um, no, no, no. no. I, th- I think we've proved why you shouldn't do it. Absolutely. Well and done. As you St. say, Andrews. Andrew, before right just before you said that, you know, the, the, the two results yesterday both went against the, the higher ranked team. Yep. So, you know, when we think that the the Marcus Lipton Cup couldn't stop uh, couldn't keep giving us any more, it gives us another two yesterday. I mean it's been every It's been round. the narrative all the all the way through the cup. Wimbledon Wolves three, Wimbledon Commoners two, Wimbledon Wolves Division Two or League Two, sorry, Wimbledon Commoners League One, the lower place team again. 
the year of the underdog in the Southern the Sunday. The underdog wolves. Cup. He got it in there. Yeah, with the dog. Yeah, exactly. That no was unintended. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. not intended. But yeah, Wimbledon I'm wolves. I'm giving you that one, uh, Graham. That was your game yesterday as well in the morning. Um, how was this? That was a great game. I have to say that was a really, really good game. Um, I felt sorry for the um, commoners sort of standing goalkeeper. He made a bit of a ricket. Um, ah. Just dropped one into his own goal. Uh, and, you know, that's sort of the 3-2. That's potentially the difference between the two sides there yesterday. And yeah. in, in grassroots football, I think we, we know that there's two key positions. You need a good goalkeeper and you need a good striker, don't you? Um, yeah. Pretty much, I think you can get by with, with everything else. But they are, I think, the two key positions. Um, and yeah, that, that was unfortunate. Uh, Wolves got into a 2-0 lead. And you have to say to commoners, you know, fair play to them second half. They uh, they they really sort of stirred, got it back to 2-1. They lost their captain on a sin bin after he'd already been yellow carded. But uh, yeah, um, he didn't go off, um, obviously under the sin bin rules. So he goes off for 10 minutes and you're thinking, OK, Wolves are going to make the most of the extra man for the 10 minutes. And yep. incredibly, they got the equaliser. When he wasn't on the field and you're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking, blimey, this is supposed to be a punishment to the team, not an enhancer. But, um, yeah. you know, I think they deserve the equaliser at that point. And then the third goal um, came from a from a corner um, and a really good swiveled finish right into the bottom corner with about two minutes to go. And uh, yeah, with, with the late goal on that game and the late goal on the game next door with the Argentina and St Andrews, there was a good little bit of drama towards the end. But um, yeah. Credit to, to Wimbledon Wolves, credit to, to St Andrews. Neither would have been predicted to get to the final. And no. um, uh, you wouldn't even like to say what way that's going to go, would you, in, in the final? But Absolutely not. You, throw your would... cards up in the air and see how they land. I mean, I it, mean it's, it's you don't have to put your money on the lower, the lower ranked team. That's the way that Marcus Lipton has gone so far, which would mean St Andrews win. Uh, well done, Wimbledon Wolves. They were crying. They're the best team in Wimbledon yesterday. Oh, uh, that caused a little bit yeah. of... Um, <laughs> Wimbledon Town had ouch. something to say about it, didn't they? Ouch. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure that was a sensible or a, um, a wise thing to say. I think that tweet maybe has been screenshotted and may come back to haunt them. Well, let's, I mean, let's see. The euphoria of getting to uh, the Marcus Lipton Cup final, clearly taking Wimbledon Wolves to... Um, They've had too many drinks down that pub yeah, again yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah, I mean, let them, let them have their moment, for goodness sake. Don't get upset by, by <laughs> things like that. <laughs> let them have their moment. They've got a big final to play. When's the Marcus Lipton Cup final, Graham? So we'll, well, I'll be able to tell you, hopefully, by this time next week. So okay. hopefully an answer later today or tomorrow. So um, all will be revealed. Uh, that will be a fantastic Cup final. Uh, well done to everyone. Uh, Graham, I know, will be more pleased than anyone to get uh, the underdogs, some underdog teams into the cup finals. We do like that. Uh, and, get, and being able to play uh, your Premier Cup, should we say, uh, Graham, other than the, the Silk Grassroots, Rod, Graham Robber Shield, obviously. Uh, getting, to that, getting to play that cup final, that would seem like a massive achievement after the real shit couple of years. Yeah, I mean, we were very lucky to play our cup competitions last year. You know, they were kind of summer events and they were really good. But to bring them back to the kind of the bread and butter of getting the league season done and then yeah. playing the end of the cup, uh, kind of when they should be played, it just feels a lot more normal. And it, it just feels that we're in a much, much better place than what we were a year ago. And yeah. um, hopefully by getting everything done and wrapped up by the end of May, the intention is again to start in August and, and we're going to be on the front foot on that. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be pushing it. And I think we've had enough 
evidence to say that that was a, a sound decision. As you've previously mentioned, mm. people have got to be in that mindset of don't waste your time in the summer, lads, when there's good pitches. You know, let's get the let's get the matches off and underway because we know that the councils are not going to do any work this summer. They promise a lot. They deliver nothing. Let's control the controllables and, you know, we can get started in August. I'm looking forward to the, the June and July holiday. I really am, to be honest. Yep. Fair play to, and I've seen our colleagues at, at Westford with doing their cup finals and our colleagues at Leatherhead. Brilliant. Well done to all of the volunteers for getting these cup finals out and banging them out and giving your own time. I know what work that goes into it. Um, and our hard work is um, really starting to ramp up now as we start the finals for us on Wednesday week. So if you're at a loose end, then do get down to our cup finals over at the Met Police. The dates are on the Southern Sunday Football League uh, full-time website. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to the end of the season and the cup finals in May. I shall be there for the uh, the Silk Grassroots Grand Rubber Shield final. I will send you a formal invitation letter, Mr. Wheaton. I'm can you, can you send, send me a helicopter as well, please? We, uh, know, we, we know how much money the leagues have sitting in the bank accounts. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Graham, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Dan and Hugo. Looking forward to it. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Back with Roger uh, and yet again, uh, Sahar 11 feature in our predictions, uh, laying the pressure on the boys again, yet again. Just the two games to play this week. Have to be honest to the Quarter Municipal listeners. Uh, the games are really thinning out with just basically uh, cup finals um, over the next week or so. Um, we forgot to mention, Rog, in the uh, results section, Quirden JFC, they yep. lost their county cup final, didn't they? They did, yeah. I see Max was at the game yesterday. The JFC manager was obviously come to do a bit of scouting work. Yeah. Um, had a chat with him um, during the game and he I spoke to him about the cup final. Um he was saying it he fit was an opportunity missed for them. Um, but they, they they had a couple of key players missing defenders, he was saying. Uh, and JB capitalised on that. Um, I mean, I did I did watch the... the There was highlights on YouTube that Surrey posted on there. I did, I did watch the highlights. And, um, you know, it did look... It was mainly JFC on the attack, but they couldn't find a way through. And, and JB took their three goals very well, to be fair to them. They looked like they're an experienced team. I think that's, I think that's three... County Cup finals in the last four or five years for JB, so they are they are cup specialist team. Yeah, uh, yeah. Max was 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 very disappointed, understandably, with 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 the result and the fact that his team didn't really turn up on the day. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate for Croydon um, JFC, but um, yeah, they've had they've had a good good season in, in cup 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 wise anyway. Cup wise, brilliant season for them. Still the senior cup uh, final to play yep. against. Uh, Addiscombe Casuals now, so that'll be uh, an excellent final uh, between them two. Uh, yep. Good luck, good luck to uh, Corden Jersey in that cup final. Unlucky uh, flying the flag for the Corden Municipal in the County Cup yep. this year. So the two games to be played on Sunday, the first of May, one of the last weeks for uh, the league. Uh, now uh, in Division One, MMFC take on Sahar Eleven. Uh, positions all but decided it has yep. to be said in Division 1 
Saha needing Saha eleven needing a, a fifteen goal swing in this one uh, yep. to go above Sunstead on uh, goal difference. Uh, yep. An eight team league. MMFC have won it. They won it quite some time ago. Uh, they've got thirty one points from their thirteen games. A plus fifteen goal difference. Uh, not bad, but not really the type of goal difference you'd expect from champions. Not the goals weren't exactly flowing, um, and I don't mean that to uh, be disrespectful to the boys. Um, Sahar eleven, our third, uh, twenty-four points from thirteen games, minus four goal difference. Probably the tale of um, Sahar's season. Rod in the league, a very slow start, uh, but certainly picked up. Probably February onwards, it's been. Uh, awesome from you boys and cup two cup semi-finals as well in there to distract you from the league stuff uh, quietly going about your business in the league and picked up to third place that's where you that's where you'll finish um more than likely uh but you'll be looking to at least match science to jfc points wise um and that will top off a good end of the season for you guys mmfc's form um haven't played very much football at all lately their last game was actually the 6th of march yeah. which is crazy. Uh, two draws and a win uh, for them in their last three. Uh, those games were on the 13th of Feb, the 20th of Feb and the 6th of March. No real games played uh, by MMFC. Uh, they lost to Bosjam, should I say, in, in the second game there. So one win in their last three, one win and one draw, one loss on pens. Uh, El Adai is their top goal scorer with 11 goals in 11 games. A name for... Rog to look out for on the team sheet and look for his shirt number. Definitely. Sunday. Uh, Saha 11 is looking a bit more uh, impressive. Like played a lot of football lately. Double bankers, uh, cup semifinals, uh, the lot. It's been, an, it's been a busy, uh, busy six weeks um, for you guys. The last three games, uh, two wins and um, a loss this weekend, sadly, against Addiscombe Casuals in a free swing. As much as a semi-final can be a free swing, I think it, it was still that. Um, so no shame in that. Saha, uh, their last loss before this week um, was quite some time ago. Uh, was Sanderson JFC on the 27th of March. But there's been some run that you boys have been on, Roger, and forming this one and the regularity of the football that you've played in. There's no ring rust or anything no. in the legs. Um no. Is going to be important to the predictions for this one, I think. Uh, oh, our Bandara has five in six, according to Football Me Too. But Roger, you you know fairly yeah, well that you haven't put any stats on there. No, I, I haven't. No, uh, hold my hands up, and I'm, I'm expecting to find come through from Golden in any day. So, so yeah, I've yeah, I've let I've, I've let that slip for season, if I'm honest. Um, uh, well, you've only it, it, it seemed like you that, um you were just sort of getting through the season at early parts. Now, I guess since it's uh, picked up a bit, uh, yeah. you'd be dying to get all the stats and that on there and, and get all the players' information on. But I guess at times uh, when it looked like a tricky season was ahead, uh, maybe yeah. the motivation to get those stats on there uh, wasn't there. It wasn't. I'm for, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'll hold my hands up to that. Yeah, um, admin's the easiest thing to do, really, if, if you're on top of it. But yeah, I'll let that slip. Like I said, start the season, I've just, you know, the results that we was having, it was like, why do, why do I even bother putting the effort in if, if my yeah, boys... Yeah. yeah. Right, predictions time. And, I'll, and we'll save your one till last as it's your yeah. game. I'll give you some time to think about it. Uh, Russell going with a 3-2 Saha 11 win. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, this is going to be a great game on the sidelines and all that. Obviously, the podcast uh, contributing to a bit of the banter with some comments uh, made about MMFC. 
Yeah. Uh, it was only banter and, and and actually Sahar 11 probably benefited from just as many, if not more games awarded to him. So um, it's all, it's all fun and games, gents. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Sahar win. Um, I'm not sure 3-2. I, I don't know if you've got three goals, three goals in one game in you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, two two one Sahar, I'm going to go for. What do you think, mate? Yeah, um, I, I think something similar. I think defensively we've been uh, we've been very good of late. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say two nil to us. Two nil to Sahar. Yeah, I'm just so, looking through the defensive record. You're right; it's pretty good, other than the Sandersted game, which yeah. is a bit of a a blemish, and the one the Woodside one as well was a bit of a blemish, but. Uh, you haven't really conceded uh, very many goals in the no. league. Looking at the uh, looking at the thing of late, especially since Christmas, uh, the conceded other than Woodside, it's been pretty yeah. decent. So yeah, defensively tight, which is good to see. Uh, yeah, so I'm going two one. And what's your what's your score? I'm going to say two nil to Saha. Two nil to Saha. Uh, let's work this down. I'm going to start collating all of the. Uh, in all of the predictions so um yeah we can, we can track it all properly yeah jamie's been cheating i think <laughs> <laughs> um the next one is a t- two teams in um division two uh this one is the intermediate cup semi-final uh an intriguing game this one dynamo duppers taking on gold coaching duppers the home team this week uh in that game uh, this one to be played at Coney Hall. Um, how did you find Coney Hall as a venue yesterday, Rog? Well, I, I, my, my, the pitch that I was using I didn't look like it had been cut this week. Um, it, I, I mean, I used to I used to play at Coney Hall. I used to be a home pitch at Shirley a few years back, and the pitch, the main pitches especially, used to be very good. But I don't know. If, I don't know if they've just been overused of late. Like, uh, trying to just just using it to make some money, but yeah, I thought the pitch condition wasn't great at all. Um, the pitch next to me, this, the other main pitch, had the grass had been cut um, and it was being used and it looked slightly better. But yeah, I wasn't wasn't impressed at all, if I'm honest. Was you uh, on the one near the skate, the little skate park bit or the yeah. other one? one? The one, the other, the next one, the one next to that. Oh, so God, the yeah. park had been cut. There was another game going on on that one. It wasn't the Croydon game. It was must have been, I don't know, from another league, Alkerton maybe. But um yeah, the pitch I was on was the ground was hard, the grass was a bit patchy in places, it was it was very bumpy. Yeah, it was not what I was not what I was have known Coney Hall to be to, to be like over the over the recent years. Yeah, uh, me too. Been slightly disappointed with it as a venue. That's where I've refereed all of my uh, Croydon games this season. Yeah, it's not been great. Uh, but Dynamo Duppers and Gold Coach and hopefully have a pitch. Uh, where the grass has been cut this week, this weekend. Uh, Dynamo Duppers and Gold Coaching are both in Div 2. Dynamo Duppers runners-up in the division. What a season they've had. 39 points from 16 games. Just one loss any other year, Roger. And they're lifting the title in that in that division, I think it's fair to say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've had a fantastic season. Went under the radar for, for the majority of it. Yeah. We kept Elbow and, 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 and South Sea. But um, Dynamo Duffers just quietly went about the business. Um, you know, one one loss all season, um, twenty one goals conceded. Sixteen games is 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 title winning form on it on any other year. Mm. So, absolutely fantastic season. 
Brilliant season. Uh, so unlucky not to win the title. New boys, Albo, taking the division uh, by storm, we thought. But don't know, Dup is only two points behind. Who We uh, we thought a team who were leagues above everyone else uh, in the division. Well done to Dino Dup as they play gold coaching. Uh, fair to say, uh, a very middle of the table season. Uh, 16 played, seven wins, seven losses, two draws, uh, 50 goals which is in, which is um good for them outscoring their opponents um in the league this season uh, by 13 goals which is uh, no mean feat but they conceded 47 in every way that's the middle of the road uh season for them nearly nearly conceded as many as they scored and lost as many games as they won uh, mid table form all the way for goal coaching but they have had some good results in the cups in the last couple of seasons um so maybe today uh maybe sunday should i say will be Another good one for them. Their last three games have all been, uh, Albo's last three games have all been wins. Um, they beat Santola last time out. Uh, they were awarded a game against Kaizen. They beat um, what who we thought were their title rivals, uh, South Sea Wanderers, twice, once in the cup and once in the league. They really did seem to have um, the South Sea Wanderers boys number this season. Um, I've done Albo, haven't I? It's Dynamo Duppers. Let's go again. Uh, we can't re-record that, so sorry about the mistake, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, Dano Duppers last three, sorry. They lost to Addington United 7-2 uh, from Division 3. A bit of a, su- a surprise result, but perhaps um, rotating the squad for that one. They beat Surrey Park Rangers from Division 3 uh, 5-2 in the cup before that. Very impressive result. Uh, and they beat South London Royals from Division 2, 5-1. Strong finish to the season uh, for Dynamo Duppers, apart from the Invitational Cup. Their top goal scorers, D Johnson, uh, 16 goals in um, 16 starts for him, 17 played, uh, one from the bench. 13 in 15 is N Mayer too. They know where the goal is, that's for sure. At Dynamo Duppers, uh, gold coaching, Rog. Uh, their last three games. Um, on the pitch, they lost 11-1, uh, drew 4-all and lost 2-1 to South London Royals Reserves from Div 3. Uh, a 4-all draw with Union, uh, that given their season, we may expect goal coaching to win that. And Kaizen saw them off 11-1 last time out uh, on the 10th of April. Well, it's not a good result to be going into a cup semi-final, that one. No, their form seems to, they, they, they picked up mid-season, they went on a good run of us and they sort of, their, their results end of the season just tailed off of it haven't it um, yeah you saw them you saw them back in the beginning of March in your uh, league challenge quarter final um, not many of us have seen goal coaching I certainly haven't what 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 are the uh, what are the strengths uh, uh, goal coaching they've got a good they've got a, a couple of really good players and, and they try to get the ball down and, and play play football they don't just get the ball and hoof it long they actually try, they actually do get the ball down from what I saw um, they got the ball down and, and tried to play some football um, and they, I mean, even when we, I think we went up three nil and, and they kept plugging them, and I think they called it back to three one. So, you know, they they have got a bit about them. Um, and I'm guessing for that game, they they probably had this one of the probably a strongest squad out. So, you know, they, they are capable. I, I, if they can get a full squad out, I'd say they are capable of, of pulling off against Arsenal and Dallas. It's whether they can get whether they can get their full full squad out and give them give Dallas a real go. They certainly need their goal scorers, and they do have them uh, in uh, abundance at goal coaching. Uh, N. Kelly, 19 goals in 19 starts uh, for him. 
B. Golding has 11 in 15. Uh, H. Allen has 10 in 12 starts. Uh, Not bad. And T. Blade, 9 in 10. So they do have goals in and goal coaching. It it can only be the other end of the pitch that that they're suffering. 50 goals scored in the league tells a story uh, when they're conceding 47 and finishing mid-table. Actually, uh, the third best goal scorers in the league. Kaizen, of course, helped by um, an 11, a plus 11 result uh, earlier in the season. But they've, they've done themselves going forward. They're such a force. You can you can clearly see that. Uh, Predictions-wise, I just think um, you can't look past Dino Duppers. They're going to be desperate to get into this cup final. They'll want some kind of silverware uh, from a brilliant season. They, you know, you, you shouldn't be wishing um, anyone... Uh, wins obviously, but Dino Duffer seemed to deserve some some uh, some silverware this year after a fantastic year. Uh, I'm backing Duppers to win. Uh, I'm going to back them to win three one. I think or three. I'm going to go three two. Sorry, three yeah. two because I do think there's some firepower in goal coaching. If those boys turn up, um, Russell is going to go two one Dynamo Duppers. Uh, what do you think, Rog? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go along your lines. I, I, I think. Um, they've showed that they've got goals in them. It's whether they, whether they can whether they can shut up shop and and if going going by form then they, then they then they can't do that. So I'm going to say a Duppers win, a narrow win. I'm going to say I'm going to say a four three to Dynamo Duppers. Oh, what a brilliant semi final that will be four three if it happens. Um, I would say let's go through the fixtures for next Monday, but we just uh, for next Sunday, but we just have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the Gordon section. Uh, so just the one game left for you boys this season yep. uh, against MMFC. Go and do yourselves proud. Uh, unashamedly biased when it comes to the boys teams uh, on the uh, show. Saha 11, uh, Greenwich Mariners and Peckham Rye. Uh, Rog, hopefully we can get you on before the end of the season just to do a little uh, yep. club interview. Uh, about Sahar 11 maybe people like to know how it works with the first team and things like that at Saha. Um, we'd love to get you on before the end of the year we're going to focus on you uh, Jamie and Gibbs's teams and our club club get, um, interviews from now to the end of the year hopefully we'll hear from you again and then we'll do the Quaid Municipal review at the very last show perfect alright mate all the best good luck on your game on Sunday cheers Andrew cheers mate see you later bye Back with Gibbs uh, and the Westfer games for Sunday, the 1st of May. Uh, the normal four games, as we do, two of these are cup semi-finals uh, and two league games. First up this week, an intriguing game. Metrogas taking on Barnhurst. Uh, this will be a fantastic game of football. Uh, both teams playing their football at the moment in the senior division. Don't forget um, to our OBD SFL listeners, that is the second tier. Um, that's the uh, this, yeah, the top division in Westford is the Prem. The second is the senior. Both teams in that. Metrogas top of it with 24 points from their eight games. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, Barnhurst fifth, 13 points from nine. They may well be disappointed um, with that in terms of a return, but I know they do They do love a cup at Barnhurst, very much like um, Burridge in that way. Uh, Metrogas last three games, uh, three wins. They've scored 22 goals in their last five games. Um, but they have conceded ten goals in those last three games, Gibbs. So you can uh, you can see that there's goals to be scored against them with the Barnes strikers 
Um, they're bound to nick one. I on think it'd be Sunday. a matter of legs on the day, though. It could do. It well, it may well do. But we would have thought that with Bar- with Burridge as well. And six yeah. five, six five against Metrogas shows that the old boys did themselves very proud. James Dyer is a top boy for Metrogas. Twenty six goals in sixteen games. Uh, Luke Coleman, a better return uh, game for game. Uh, then, then James Luke has 24 goals in 13 games as doing what he does year in and year out leading the line for Barnest a uh, fantastic player undoubtedly uh, amongst the very best in Westford in terms of uh, striker you probably agree with that Gibbs yeah he scored two against us this season run us ragged very good player uh, the predictions then Mark Dolby has gone for a 5-2 Metro Gas win he's, he's suggesting I think that the young legs of uh, Metrogas will uh, prove too much for Barnhurst, but they do know how to set themselves, Barnhurst. Um, they could frustrate uh, Metrogas, and, and I suspect Burridge did the same this weekend. Um, they'll be on the phone to the Burridge boys asking what, what they did, <laughs> and the Burridge, Burridge may well help. Uh, Gibbs, what's your prediction? Uh, I like the Barnhurst lads, but I can only see uh, a Metrogas win. I'm going to go 4 1. 4 1. Big win predicted for Metrogas. I must say I've half got that result against um, Burridge in my head so I can see it being close. And Metrogas have leaked goals in the last three. Ten in three, despite their scoring um, ability, they are uh, leaking goals at the other end. So I'm going to go for a 3-2 Metrogas win. Um, Luke Carmen will cause them problems. He causes everyone problems. That'll be a fantastic game. If you can get down uh, and see that one this weekend, uh, please do. Uh, The next one is a League Four. Uh, another group of these four teams um, playing each other. Hartford take on Inter Belvedere. Gibbs, Inter Belvedere found wanting a little bit in these big games against their Division Four rivals. Uh, they welcome Hartford. Uh, they go to Hartford this weekend, do a fifth, 24 points in 12. Uh, Inter Belvedere third, 29 points in 13. This is must win really for Hartford if they do have um, top three hopes. Uh, Hartford are two out of three for their last three games. One of those games was a cup final win. Well done, boys. Um, Inter Belvedere are two for three, um, and one of their one and one of those losses or that loss was a loss in a cup final uh, for Inter Belvedere. A tough one for the boys to take. They have been slightly wanting, found wanting in the bigger games this year. They want to put that right definitely on Sunday. Louis Clark, not the same one from Hacienda. Uh, has 27 goals in 13 games. Um, equally as impressive, Gibbs, 25 assists in those 23 games. Definitely a player there, isn't he's it? He's <laughs> on fire. Uh, Dom Vincent Edwards for Inter Belvedere is having a good season as well. 20 goals in 20 games, 10 assists for Dom this year. 30 goals involved with him. Uh, I'm going to quickly do the maths. 52 goals involved for Louis Clark of Hartford. Fantastic. This has got goals written all over it, Gibbs. Yeah, definitely. Um, I saw actually saw it in the Belvedere's Cup final. It was it was a close game. They was always in the game, um, and they they had a, they had chances. So I don't, I don't uh, rule them out. I do think that I think that they I, they didn't play this weekend, if I'm right. Um, and obviously the disappointment of the cup final um, is going to be there. I think they'll look to put it right, and I think they'll come back with a strong win. You know, I think three one into Belvedere. Three one into Belvedere. The prediction from Gibbs. Um, Mark Dolby going for two all at Desmond. I can't see this being a draw, I have to say, but Mark is absolutely steaming ahead 
uh, on the predictions, but I, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go over draw. I'm going to back Hartford on this one just to keep it <laughs> spicy between me uh, and Gibbs, um, as we like to do. We like to keep things spicy, don't we? In the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go two one to Hartford. This is going to be a real good game. Uh, maybe a bit more cagier than their goal scoring prowess um, suggests. Uh, it, as I say, it's must win for Hartford. They'll be buoyed by their cup final win. Uh, the next one is a cup semi-final between Greenwich Hotshots and Dance and Albion. Um, an interesting game for this one. Greenwich Hotshots form is uh, awful for them. Last three games have all been uh, losses. Their last win, you have to go back to the 13th of February. Uh, they're currently fifth in Division 7, the best division. Uh, 25 points in 16 games. Uh, Dance and Albion are seventh in Division 5, 17 points from 10 games. Uh, for them, obviously higher placed opposition, so you have to put Danson Albion in as the favourites. Uh, based on that alone, one win for Danson uh, in their last three games. Uh, James Wright is the Hot Shots top striker, 20 goals in 22 games for Mr. Wright. How can he be wrong? And Charlie Edwards, nine goals in 14 games. Come on, the shots! What's your <laughs> prediction, Gibbs? I think this will be a close game. I don't think there'll be a lot of goals in it. Um, Danson, if they get an early goal, it could be a long day because they, uh, they once they get a first goal, they tend to try to see it out after like 15, 20 minutes yeah. if they do get that early you goal. You say they, the dark arts and all that. Yeah, well. once they get the first goal, they, no matter what time of the game it is, they want to try and see it out. I, they've not got a lot of goals in them. Um, and I think if Greenwich can get the first goal, I think they, they've got a chance. I'm going to say Danson 2-1 though. 2-1 to Danson. Um, I'm going to back the shots, I've got to say. Uh, I'm going to back them, as I always do. 1-0. Uh, Tight old Ooh. game. Let's go 1-0. Uh, Mark Dahl will be back in the shots to win 3-2. Um, suitably impressed by doing his, his usual research, as he does do uh, for the podcast. Good luck to both teams. Though. In a semi-final, uh, just the win is all that matters. Uh, the last game, last but not least... Uh, in Division 2, brings together Falconwood Reserves uh, on the back of a win and a loss in a double banker against uh, Crockenhill this week. They play top of the table, Eltham Lions, in what will be a real good game. Eltham Lions back to the top of the division. Um, they they go to Falconwood Reserves, who are 7th, 15 points in 14, as I say. Eltham Lions off top, um, 29 points from 14 uh, one win in their last three for Falconwood Reserves. That was the one against um, Crockenhill recently. Uh, two wins in their last three for Eltham Lions and one draw in there. So they are unbeaten in those in those three games. Harrison Baldwin is the top guy for Falconwood Reserves. 11 goals in 20. And Zachary Butler, the top Eltham Lions boy with 13 in 16. Um, Mark Dolby back in Eltham Lions to win 4-2. I'm going to back the Lions to win... Uh, 3-1. I just think there's something about Eltham Lions this year, Gibbs. I think they're going to do it. I think Eltham Lions, um, they've been consistent. Um, they've always been hovering around the top of the league and they are they are a good side. I think it'd be a lot closer than 3-1 though, but I do think uh, Eltham Lions 3-2. 3-2 to the Lions for Gibbs. Just going through some of the games uh, over the next seven days in Westford. Under the radar take on Jam. In the President's Cup, uh, Jam's third final in a row in this cup final. They love it. Um, they've won one and lost one, I believe. Uh, they'll want to win over um, under the radar. Phil has done a lot of talking on social media lately. Um, now it's time to put um, 
some meat on the bones of these words, Phil. Um, and it'd be nice to see uh, Jam do it, but under the radar, I've been relentless this year. Um, a double banker between Borden Sports A and Under the Radar catches the eye um, on Sunday. Um, that'll be um, if Under the Radar do that, Gibbs. I think it's um, time to start engraving their name on the trophy. Yeah, uh, big game. You'd think so, to be fair. But I mean, the way Borden played yesterday, if they can um, play like that again Sunday in a obviously in a smaller time frame, they, yeah. they can drop points. UTR. If they can get one goal early uh, and then frustrate them over sixty minutes for the rest for the rest of the game, then uh, it's tough to come back. I think know. it's down at the co-op as well. So oh, is it? No doubt it'll be um, <laughs> on a nice pitch. <laughs> uh, a battle of the at the bottom of the senior division: Blackfen and Burridge. That'll be a good game. Rising talents against um, New Cross. They play again week after last. The Bandits take on uh, Crayford Athletic. That'll be a good game. Uh, Forza against Phoenix Knights. Forza need to start getting these wins over the line, Gibbs to secure Division 2 they're hunting down uh, Eltham Lions I think they're the only team that can uh, realistically challenge Eltham Lions now at the top Forza is a double banker so they'll be looking for six points on Sunday uh, it's a tough game against Phoenix Knights these days These days, it must be said uh, the 69ers take on Old Fortronians um, cup winning Old Fortronians now we must add uh, 69ers uh, looking to uh, avenge their mates Peck and my. <laughs> let's hope so. But let's hope so. Uh, incorrectly said, it was Lewisham Tamil's last game this week. They play Alpington Athletic. Uh, Tamil's losing 3 1 to um, Highfield. Alpington Athletic with a good 5 1 win. Uh, both teams will want to start winning games quickly. Uh, Newcross Rovers Reserves play Fleet Down. That's a good game. Uh, Royal Oak there against Eltham Lions under 21. Well, reserve team will yeah, be Yeah, that's game. a big, huge game. Royal Oak. Um, at the bottom of the table but we know on their day they're a good side Elton Lions need to win every game uh, to get um, Division 8 title it's in their hands uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets face uh, the Elton Lions title rivals Springall United Blues Greyford Arrows Adas good game there Greyford Arrows against Adidas is in the Fred Jolly Memorial semi-final you played a winner of that do you? yes we do indeed uh, and a big game on on the weekend. Another cup game. Another big cup game uh, for the boys at Peckham Rye. Uh, the perfect way to bounce back from defeat is to win Gibbs, but probably a much tougher opposition await you this week in the Footscray Lions Vets. We're who, definitely underdogs this week, mate. You are under. In my eyes, you're underdogs. I've seen Footscray Lions Vets in the flesh, albeit against perhaps. Uh, a high field that, who underperformed on the night I'm sure Ronnie will agree with that statement um, but their brand of football is something uh, to behold um, it's going to be a tough day if you don't get it right this weekend yeah 100% it could be a long day for us if we don't um, we've got a few out that pulled up with niggles and injuries yesterday um, so it'll be a tough game and um, I expect nothing nothing less to be fair at the stage of the season so another semi-final so another chance for a cup final to put right yesterday so we'll give it our all and we'll see where we are next week as always, though, it's just for for you this season. It was just always competing. Is, is always Mate, it was just about survival, and you've managed to do that. Luckily, yeah. Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be in uh, West for action this weekend myself. I don't know my game as yet. Obviously, it's Monday at seven o'clock at the time of recording, so I haven't received my fixture yet. Uh, but hopefully, I will do that. Um, you might be on the Peckham Footscray semi. I've asked not to not to uh, referee you guys. 
Oh, thanks. You always have a go at me when I riff you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Foot's going to have some penalties if you was riffing. Uh, Gives good luck on Sunday. That will be a good game. If if I could pick one to referee or be involved in it, would be that game. That will be fantastic uh, down at Long Lane on Sunday. Cheers, uh, all the best, mate. Cheers, mate. So back with Jamie. And our OBDSFL games of the week this week, all chosen by uh, Jamie. We have mixed it up this week. So if you're wondering uh, why some teams are on here, um, we like to try and give everyone their own uh, their moment and their little shout out. So Jamie, I, I like what you've done this week. Thank you. Thank you. I think some people are upset. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, please, please just get in touch with Greenwich Mariners. Yeah, at at Gwich Mariners FC on <laughs> uh, So the four games this week. Uh, all league games, obviously, on Sundays. Um, the big showdown is the on Monday for the cup finals. Well done to uh, the OBDSFL teams uh, for getting your cup games played and getting the cups uh, to the final stage. I've got to say, a fair amount of pressure uh, put on the OBDSFL teams to get these games played midweek. Um, and despite some unscrupulous uh, grounds that have charged you the earth to get your games done, you've done it. Uh, congratulations I hope the OBDSFL don't have the same ideas for the same format uh, or game schedule next season uh, for the three uh, divisional cups uh, first one up is the league a league game in the Prem between Sports King and Hacienda uh, Hacienda uh, in a reasonable reasonably bad run of form it has to be said for them uh, they play Sports King Sports King are first 32 points from 13 games um, it's been a great season a great debut season uh, for the Sports King boys made up of players mainly from um, from Alton Rovers um, and some from Peckham Rye uh, from the last season come together to, to create Sports King uh, they're taking the division by storm the only real consistent team it has to be said three and three uh, for Sports King and they've only w- lost one game in 2022 that was literally the first game back in January against Hatcham in the Kent Cup <coughs> so not disgraced himself at all Hacienda a fourth 21 points from 15 uh, they'll say that's not good enough uh, a, re- a bad run of form over the last month um, is shown in their form one win in their last three uh, goal scorers for the teams Dan McCarthy nine goals in 11 games uh, Louis Clark unsurprisingly the top boy for Hacienda 18 in 7 he usually scores many more goals than games played so it's a bit closer for him this year Uh, Jamie uh, John has backed Sports King 3-1 can we see anything but Sports King win in this uh, in this big game probably not Um, Hacienda form fell off a cliff although the last result I think was an excellent 4-1-1 which really took us all by surprise. Um, but I just think Sports King are just marching on for that title. Uh, looking ominous. Uh, I think 3-1's a very good shout for John. Actually, I might just go along with that because I was thinking it. So I, I was thinking that last week and I changed it and he got five points. So I'm going to learn my lesson. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 Sports King win here as well. Uh, I'll go for a three-one Sports King win as well, oh, because fuck. as long as I stay ahead of Jamie yeah, now, exactly. I'll win Jeez, the OBDSFL. <laughs> uh, predictions, okay. In League Two, uh, Phoenix Sports Two play uh, New Beckenham. Uh, Phoenix are in fourth place, uh, thirty points from seventeen games. Um, still that in the as if it was a half time 
week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second in the division, Arnu Beckenham, uh, 34 points from 18 games. Both teams just with the one win in their last three uh, games. The top boy for Phoenix Sports is George Dennis, 10 games in 15. Chris McGinty has 23 goals in 21 games for New Beckenham. No surprise. Yeah. On top of that, 17 assists uh, noted on full time for him. So 40 goals involved. Uh, Chris McGinty, uh, a good player, let's be honest. Yes. Uh, not many better than him in that division. Uh, in the probably in in the in the, the four divisions above it as well. Uh, a fantastic player. Uh, Jamie, your prediction, please. So, both teams that have got a shot at the title, I think New Beckenham definitely probably got the better chance. Yeah. Um, they would have been pretty pleased with yesterday's results. They got a big 9-4 win and then Blasey lost to Manorwood unexpectedly. Yeah. So the door <coughs> creaked a little bit open uh, for them. So, and obviously they'll be disappointed they lost their cup semi-final last uh, during the week on Thursday so there's a good response from them yesterday and I think they probably should have enough for Phoenix and they've got a 5-1 loss against Phoenix on the re- on their card to reverse uh, and get revenge for so I think New Beckenham should have enough to win um, so I'm going to go for a 3-2 New Beckenham win 3-2 New Beckenham win for Jamie uh, John going for a 2-0 Phoenix win um, he's seen. No, nah, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing a not seeing a clean sheet for Phoenix. Um, definitely not. Uh, I can definitely see New Beckham scoring, but two nil. The uh, prediction for uh, John, Jamie. What did you guess? Three two New Beckham. I'm going to go three two to New Beckham. <laughs> By the way, I'm currently twelve points ahead of Jamie in the predictions running. It's the only. Um, it's the only league that I'm actually winning on against the the, the uh, other predictors. So I have to be very careful with Jamie. Uh, he's come out of nowhere. I've got to say he's really snuck up, uh, and it, I thought I was out of sight. So I've really got to be careful. Then the third game is Ellis taking on FC Deptford. Um, FC Deptford relegated. They can't do anything in the division, uh, but they have really spoilt the um, promotion party for Woosh this weekend with an excellent win. If they don't win result of the week in the OBD SFL, something has gone very wrong. They play Ellis. Uh, Ellis are in third place, 25 points from their 14 games. Um, as I say, Deptford 11th in Division 3, six points from 18. A valuable uh, three points gained this week against Woosh. Both teams, just the one win in their last three. Uh, Alex Scott, uh, fresh off... Uh, Question of sport has scored nine goals in 13 games for Ellis. Um, Jamie, this was a stat that I, I want to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, Andrew Egbeniki for uh, FC lad, Deptford. Yeah. Good lad. 70 goals in 12 games according to full time. Now, is that in his own goal? Something's gone wrong there. Can you yes. doctor the stats in full time? You can. Yeah. Well, something's gone on with the but stats I there. I doubt they've scored 70 goals at all. That's why I wondered if they were own goals. <laughs> they've definitely conceded um, 70. Hmm, I don't know. Something's <laughs> happened there. Yeah, unusual, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to flag that up because FC Deptford, someone's having a laugh. Um, yeah, 70 goals in 12 for him. So he's averaged um, quite a few goals. goal difference is minus 69, though, which is quite impressive. Mm. Uh, Jamie... 
Predictions, please. John has backed Ellis to win six. You fucking nil. go first this time, cheating bastard. All right. Well, I think it's going to be an Ellis win. I think I'm a bit more confident on this one. John going for six nil. I'm going to go four one Ellis. Go on, Jamie. Uh, just to make that start even more impressive, he's come off the bench six times. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, six starts, seventy goals. What a player! Fantastic. What a player! Um, John might for what? Uh, 6-6-0 Ellis and what did you say? 4-1 I think Deptford are better than that now I think they're they're a lot lot more competitive I think Ellis will be too strong for them so I'm going to go for a more conservative 2-0 win for Ellis 2-0 to Ellis Um, good luck to both teams that's a good game a big game for um, for Ellis Athletic they'll need to win that to maintain uh, their promotion place in Division 5 uh, South London Spartans taking on Benhurst uh, the top three uh, confirmed in uh, Div 5 Hayes and Pickhurst South London Spartans and Phoenix Sports 5 will be the top three in which order um, I think ha- uh, Hayes and Pickhurst will be the top dogs so uh, South London Spartans fighting it out now for second place uh, their third 44 points from 22 games uh, Benhurst sixth with 28 points from 20 games. Big, long season in Division 5 this year. Uh, South London Spartans are three wins out of three. Uh, one win, uh, one of those wins was against Hazen Pickers, the only team to beat Hazen Pickers this season in their impressive um, year. Well done to South London Spartans. Uh, Benhurst, just the one win in their last three games. Uh, their promotion uh, punt ended quite long, quite a way ago now. Uh, Ashley Adarami has 28 goals in 18 games for South London Spartans. 12 assists for him. Uh, that's a 40 goal involvement for uh, Ashley with a fantastic season for him. Well done. Uh, and Daniel Ramsey has 10 in 12 for Benhurst. Uh, Jamie, please predict first. John has gone 4-2 South London Spartans. I'm going to go 3-1 South London Spartans. What do you think, Jamie? Um, yeah, Ben asked bubble burst a long time ago, didn't it? It said, what well, the thing is, though. It went panda pop. Oh, good. Very good. Um, South London Spartans can't really rest on their laurels, as you said. Promotion secured, but yeah. they'll want to finish as high as they can with as many points as possible. So I don't want to say it's a dead rubber because n- there's still stuff to play for, but I think it's going to play it in a kind of. I'm going to go 2-1 South London Spartans. 2-1 South London Spartans. Benhurst are one of Jamie's favourite teams in the league. Uh, along with Ellis, Benhurst and Greenwich Mariners. In that order. In that order at the moment, yeah. Uh, so looking through uh, the fixtures for next week. Thank you, Jamie, for your predictions. And John, by the way. John getting a five-pointer this week uh, for the Hayes and Pickhurst result. And he was chuffed. Uh, he hasn't had many five-pointers this season. I think he's ever had any. Well done, John, on your first five-pointer. Uh, the games the games for next week, some of the fixtures, standout ones, we've got some midweek games. Uh, Bickley against Rocker Seniors, that's a league game midweek. That'll be a good game tomorrow night at uh, half seven at um, University of Greenwich. I'm guessing that's the 4G. Cool, might get along and see that. That'll be a great game. Uh, Hatch and Beckham Manor play Old Langlians at Glebe on Wednesday. Uh, and Wednesday also sees AFC Wilgar against Phoenix Sports 4 at Sports Club, uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead. God, that'll be some game. Uh, and on the 28th, Shortland Spitfires play Bexley Athletic at Meridian at the Theatre of Screams. Watch out for potholes on that pitch, gentlemen. 
uh, you could turn your ankles very easy Shortland Spitfires taking on Bexley Athletic at Meridian when's that on the 28th which is Thursday oh okay yeah, another game another day on that pitch Gibbs yeah you're right and I can see by your face yeah I thought, no, I thought there was another game on there this week it probably is probably I'll be on there Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday and no I mean I thought tonight. on Thursday there was another game on there it probably is <laughs> oh, yeah there is this, this is an 8 o'clock kickoff. they're kicking off at 6 o'clock probably hmm. no, I can't. at least you can still see the portholes at 6 yeah true they'll just knock them out for the 8 o'clock kickoff. I'll check that one out uh, in the senior division then uh, Kamazi play Hatcham Hatcham need wins now and they need Essie Dons Kamazi to slip up win, well both teams need a win hovering um, perilously above the, the relegation zone farm bar just sitting in there just now but um, it's, it's not an easy game for it's Kamazi That's, I think that would be Kamazi's game in hand so okay interesting ha- it comes down to a one game shootout yeah fantastic uh, did Kamazi play Farmer Old Boys still? nah that would have been fucking an absolute world day, the Matrix it? doesn't really allow for those types of games to be built up till the end of the season does it uh, Lambeth play Kenningwell in a real good game football and spectacle uh, Saha Beckenham Rovers a good game uh, unlucky to miss out on game of the week, but um, Reckon and Rovers' form uh, could make it tricky for Saha. They're pleased with where they are at the moment. Uh, South London Panthers, LSC Giants is a huge game um, at the other end of the table. Beckham and Rovers looking uh, at that game for the result to see if their um, their stay of execution uh, can can happen. As we said, Sports King All-Stars has to end at a great game. Uh, LSU Lions take on Greenwich Mariners. Mariners need a win if they fail to win this game, um, mathematically, uh, relegation will be met by the Mariners of Greenwich. Um, Belmont take on Crayford Arrows, a big game in Div 3. Uh, as we said, uh, Old Langlians against Woosh is a huge game. Hayden Youth Reserves against Atelier Wastels is a double banker. Uh, Crayway Eastwick and Wanderers will be a good game. Uh, Kingsdale Petswood Roadrunners, an interesting one in, Pets, in, in Division 5. Kingsdale looking to end the season impressively. Um, they've started slowly and probably cost themselves a promotion uh, we have to give a shout out to the three cup finals that will be played on Monday uh, the 2nd of May the bank holiday uh, we can get down there and get your tickets uh, Bickley take on the wall um, let's do it in time order actually the Vic Farrow will be the first up at 10.30 between Hatch and Beckham and Manor and Hayes and Pickhurst a real good cup final this one uh, Hatch and Beckham Sports, sportsman's bet what all three let's go for yeah. a triple okay right. let's do the triple Gibbs do you want to play yeah go for it uh, the he triple he's not very good at cup finals though. oh, oh he's too, oh, soon. too soon too I mean, soon I'm going to be able to get to the fucking 20, I can talk 24 hours right the Vic Farrow sees Hatch and Beckham Manor play Hayes and Pickhurst 2-1 Hatch and Beckham Manor 2-1 Hatch and Beckham Manor do you want to just guess the teams or are you going scores scores okay uh, West Wick and Westrum uh, and ha- and Bickley against the wall. Uh, West Wickham is the half four kickoff. Bickley the half one kickoff in the Paul Picard, uh, and the Vic Farrow Hatch and Beckham Manor against Hazen Pickhurst. Um, Stop the lane, just pick. So I'm go- right. I'll go two one Hatch and Beckham Manor. Okay, I'm, I'm going one one Bickley the wall, and then Bickley on penalties, and then I'm going to go for three two West Wickham against Western. But I hope Western win it. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> Sorry, West Wickham. We think a lot of you boys as well, but West Westrum. It's just the, the story's there. Yeah, yeah, line, yeah. Please. Um, right, two all. Hatch and Beckham and Manor. Oh. Hayes and Pickhurst. 
Now that's going to Pens. for a long day here, isn't he? Uh, I just think Hayes and Pickhurst might win that on penalties. Wow. Uh, I'm sure um, Hatch and Beckham and Manor will have a goalkeeper available for this final, but they've been playing Alex Arif in goal, um, as far as I know. Um, the one, the half one is Bickley against the wall. Um, I just see the old heads of Bickley getting the job done. Uh, 2-1 Bickley for that one. Nothing gets past the wall. Oh, they did this weekend. They lost 2-1 to Rocker. Um, and 4.30, the Jack Standen, West Wickham, Westrum. Do you know what? Just for the romance of the cup and the emotion and that that will be involved. Hopefully the Western boys get to pop that champagne you gave them yesterday, Jamie, which is a fantastic gesture, by the way. Um, Westrum to win. After a one-all draw, Westrum to win on penalties. Oh, God. The scenes of that happens. I'm, I'm going to say 3-1 the wall over Bickley. 4-2 yeah. to Beckenham Manor. Oh, he's going for goals galore. And yeah. West Wickham 2-1. Interesting. Three very good finals, by the way. So well done to all teams for making it. Yeah, well done for the cup finals. And I think that's a lovely day out at um, Bromley. I'm going to go and catch the, the two earlier kickoffs and probably... So it's six quid for one, two for a tenner and all three for 15 quid. Is that what it is? Ticket pricing, yeah. Um, unless you're a ref and the IBDSFL... So I'd just like to see a ref half-hour game in the, <laughs> the London Cup this season, so I'll be taking a concession, thanks. Jamie, all the best with your game this week against LSU. Uh, it really is must-win now. It is, but, I mean, whatever will be, will be, as they say. Speak to you next week. Bye. Back with Graham and the Southern Sunday predictions. Sunday, the 1st of May. We made it to May, the last month of the season and a bank holiday weekend. Uh, Graham, I'm looking forward to a Monday off work next week. Hopefully a barbecue next week. Ah, so you're having a barbecue on the bank holiday. Well, I'm, ex- I'm hopefully. I'm expecting my invite from Argentina. Ah, well, if they did invite <laughs> me, I would have to decline because I'm hoping for my own sort of party at Craven Cottage at quarter past five oh, on see. the bank holiday, Monday. I'm hoping that a certain piece of silverware may be um, presented and maybe paraded around the pitch. Um, that's what I'm hoping for the match against Luton. The second shoehorn of the show. You're using this as a personal cry to your beloved Fulham. Oh, God bless them. God bless them. going to have to throw you off the podcast. You wouldn't dream of it. Your viewing (laughs) figures would just plummet. So, 2nd of May is the Orpington and Bromley finals. They they host all their games on the same day at Bromley. I saw that. What? What? I saw that got announced. Was it a couple of days ago? Yeah. Cool. That's a long old day. Do they only have three finals? Yeah. So they have. Uh, sorry for the Southern Sunday listeners that haven't tuned in for the uh, Orpington and Bromley section. So they have, <laughs> including me, they have the they have the Division Five and to Division Three Cup, which is the Vic Farrow. They have the Jack Standen, which is I think it's Division One and Two. I might be getting this wrong, of course. Uh, and then they do have the Paul Picard, which is the that's the big one, isn't it? That's, no, no, that's the the Senior and Prem Cup. Right. They didn't. I think the President's Cup is the overall, which didn't get played. They've managed to get all their cups finished with midweeks, putting a lot of pressure on the teams uh, to get their games finished. But they have the whole day at Bromley, which is a 4G pitch as well, I must add. We used um, to have that, obviously, at Sutton United when they had their 4G. We had something similar. But, uh, oh, I'd love only three cup finals to organise. I've got seven. 
Yeah, I think Westford have got about 17 cup finals. They've been doing uh, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. They have. A, I think poor old Jace. I, I feel for him. I think there's too many cups there. I think that's the that's a, a an, an an opinion shared by lots of people. He wants everyone to play football, and uh, he's very good like that. But my goodness me, the work involved is poof, blimey. Yeah, maybe um, maybe changes in the future. But yeah, seventeen cup finals, uh, all at VCD, I believe. So he's done really well, and the venue have accommodated the league fantastically. Anyway. Let's get Let's on, go on to Southern, Southern Sunday, Sunday things. Back to Southern Sunday things. First game up, I'm joined, I must say, pleased to be joined by my colleagues Dan and Hugo in the predictions race. I'm being um, absolutely pummeled uh, by trounced, the guys. My friend trounced. 39 points for the season so far for me. Don't forget, five points for a bang-on prediction and one point for the correct home, away or uh, draw. 38 for me, not good enough uh, for me. but. I've only really started tracking results in detail. When was it November, October that the league joined? Yeah, we were we were a bit we were a bit late. Yeah, probably October, I would say. Uh, so I'm just getting to grips with this next season for me. Uh, season a season <laughs> of get, uh, finding my feet. Uh, Ryan Stroke Dan have 49 points. Hugo 47 points. So a couple of games last week, I did go against the boys just to try and make it a competition, and had my pants uh, pulled down sadly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what a thought um, yeah not a nice one uh, but yeah I did I did try and make a game of it last week so um, I've uh, do you think fell. though you have to do that now and again you have to come off of the fence and you have to take a gamble that's what it's just, all about it's just a bit of bloody fun yeah I agree I do people t- do take it a little bit too literally I am with you uh, so the games next week the first one up is in the Prem division uh, AFC Putney uh, top of the table taking on Swag uh, down in sixth place. We just run through some of the stats uh, for the league games. AFC Putney, top of the pile, 27 points from 14. Uh, not even matching the two points per game average that I like to see. A plus 21 goal difference for Putney. Uh, they have two games left to play, 33 points, the maximum uh, they can achieve uh, between now uh, and the end of their season. Swag, they back, they're back in sixth place, 11 points uh, 11 games played, 17 points, much under the two points average that we like to see. Graham, uh, with the five with the, uh, five games left to play for Swag, uh, they can reach 32 points, so they can still do it uh, very but much. Am I right in saying if Putley beat them, Swag can't win it? Uh, 32, 29, yeah. If, if, if it's a Putney win... Uh, Swag can't win. Clapham Rovers, of course, looking o- lurking over the shoulder of Putney. If they won their game in hand, they'd be a point top as well. Southwest Rangers, even. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? The fact that we've got to a stage with Swag where they've got all them games to go. And if Putney beat them on Sunday, Swag can't win the Premier Division. That is an inconceivable position from where we were a few weeks ago. That's unreal. It is unreal. And we're looking at the table as it, as it stands at the moment. The top six, it's only Parklife that can't win it. Yep. The division that no one wants to win. I keep saying it. Absolutely. I mean, this what is a, a huge game this week. It's a huge Absolutely game. Crazy. Because if you flip that and swag beat Putney, then Putney are probably not winning it, are they? No. So no. you've got one, really, that's going to be after this weekend's results. I mean, even a draw is going to do them no good. So someone, I think, is going to be out ruled out after next Sunday. 
Absolutely. What a fantastic division it's turning out to be then. We've, good, we've, good. Written, we've written it off as, as no one wants to win, but it's actually making a fantastic climax to the season. Absolutely. And good choice of the first game of the uh, games of the week, definitely. Yeah, whoever picks the games for the Southern Sunday, well done. Pretty, pretty, um, pretty impressive. <laughs> the, last, the last three games for AFC Putney, uh, a loss 2 0 to Swag last time out, probably going to be in the back of my mind when making this prediction. Albion drew 2 all with Putney, showing their form against the top, the top teams this season. Not bad for them to get uh, three, uh, four points from Putney and Swag this year, find themselves at the bottom. They also beat uh, Clapham Rovers 3 2, so two wins and a draw for Putney in their last three. Uh, you have to go back to, let's have a look. When was the last loss for Putney? The 28th of Feb in the Fred, in the Frank Blundstone Cup. Uh, let's have a look for the last league defeat. It was against Southwest Rangers at the end of October. That's a long time for them not to lose a game. Too many draws in there though, I think. Uh, three draws from 14. Is that too much? I think... Bearing in mind you've lost three, I don't think you can then afford to draw three. I think that's the context yeah. in which I'm putting it. Fair. You, the context in which you put it was correct, Graham. Happy to um, agree <laughs> with you there. Uh, the top I think goals... if you lose none and then you draw the three, then and you've got the other three wins, it's not a problem, is it? No. Uh, the top goal scorer for Putney, uh, Elton Gioni, has 14 goals in 15 appearances. Uh, not bad for a Prem player. Tess for low, five in 15. Uh, and Vigan. Uh, Rex Zipa has five in 13 uh, for Putney, uh, reliant, it seems, on Elton uh, for their goals. Vegan midfield, midfield sort of master, great player. Um, I think they'll be a bit disappointed that Anthony Adu, who's been a striker in this league for many, many years, I think when I saw from just the stats that you just put out, only four goals, I think that is that is quite surprising for him. He's He's been a, a goal machine for a long time in this division, so maybe they would have wanted a little bit more out of him. Maybe injuries or whatever. Of, Possible. Of, of, maybe he's coming back from injury or after two years off with COVID. I know lots of people have got different happen. priorities now, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. They're dipping in and out. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, their opponents, Swag, uh, we've spoken about them quite a lot. Their last three games, a loss this week to Clapham Rovers, a loss to Albion uh, the week before that. Uh, and they beat their opposition 2 0 Putney. Uh, one win in three. Uh, for Swag, you can then go back and look at a loss in the Frank Blundstone to Cosmos uh, and a draw to uh, Wimbledon Town. It's not been a good run of games, that, is, that five. It's, it's dived, hasn't it? It's fallen off the face of a cliff. Without a doubt. And uh, as I say, I, I'd, I'd love to know what Swag think are the reasons behind that, but it, it does link in with their London Cup run, I'm sure. I, I just don't think they've been able to get any foothold or momentum in terms of getting into the league. It's been very stop-start. Absolutely. And looking at their goal scorers, I know they share the goals around a bit. I mean, just the 13 goal scorers for Swag in the whole season, not including uh, London Cups, it has to be said. Thomas Chambers, 5 in 14. Uh, Jonas M. Hatzian, 5 in 17. Tom Clements, 4 in 9. These aren't big numbers for a team. And there's Louis the Duncan title. there that's got 4 in 14. He always scores a lot more than four goals. He's always well into double figures. Um, it just doesn't seem to be happening. What's it? 21 goals in 11 games. Yeah. It's not, it's not a lot. Not a lot at all. Anyway, uh, the predictions for these, these two, uh, obviously a, a top of the table clash. We, we're assuming that uh, Hugo's prediction 
this week. Putney to win 2-1. And I have to say, um, looking at the form of swag, it's hard to not it's hard to not go with the Putney boys. Um, Dan's uh, prediction, buckle What's in. What's the story this week? What's the story? <laughs> uh, a big game between two big teams. This one will have both teams leaping to the clouds. What's that one? Clouds no, leaping. That's gone over my head. That one. Uh, we enjoyed a good, a good. We enjoyed a good result against Putney a couple of years ago in the Marcus Lipton Cup, but they were a really humble and decent lot. So I'm going with my heart, not my head today. The leopards leap into blue grass as Putney win three two. There's a lot of probably unknown puns there that are probably really clever that have gone completely over my head there. Um, you're not the only one. <laughs> uh, pass. Uh, He's sorry, got me. Sorry, Answers Dan. on a postcard. Email silkpod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Three, two, <laughs> the prediction um, for Dan. Both both Hugo and Dan going with Putney, which means I'm not going to make a game of it this week. I, I'm going with that. I, I, I fancy... jump on the bandwagon that's been provided for you. Yes, please. Uh, there's a big, slightly bigger seat for me at, at, the, <laughs> at the back of the... Uh, at the wagon, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three-one to Putney this week. Um, yes, yeah, well, all these results. If you'd have predicted this three weeks ago, it'd be a different story, wouldn't it? And uh, sadly for Swag, it's just this form. Uh, losing to Clapham Rovers this weekend uh, is a big indicator um, for me. And the Albion loss midweek, you can maybe forgive him for that. Perhaps player availability. Um, was it was an issue? It sometimes can be a real leveler. The midweek stuff, uh, despite uh, a fantastic win for Albion, um, so I'm gonna f- I can forgive him the Albion loss because midweek games are tough. But that loss against Clapham Rovers this week is a big eye opener. So yeah, um, good luck to both teams. However, uh, the next can one. Can I say one thing? Can yes, I say please. one thing just on that? Swag, London Challenge Cup semi finalists, and six in the league and could be ruled out of Premier Division winning contention this weekend. Do you know what? Well done to the other teams who, while they were playing in that, knuckled down and got on with it and have got the points on the board. And I think that's a bit of credit to, to those teams and to the strength and depth of the league for the fact that, you know, those teams didn't get anywhere near the London Challenge Cup semi-final. And yet um, they're going to be the ones playing for the sort of domestic prize at the end of the season. So fair play and fair shout out to uh, to those teams. Absolutely. And it's not as though Swag had a free run um, and, and lucky draws in the... No, they had um, hard games. They played yeah. hard games. Yeah. So they've done themselves justice with the London Cup. But yeah, as you say, the rest of the teams left back on domestic duties have been able to knuckle down and uh, establish themselves this season. And it's going to be a fantastic run in. That's going to, those positions are going to be changing every week um, between Who's now. your money on, Andrew, overall then? Where, where, where's your, what, what do you think is going to happen? Where, where's this going for you? Um, it's Ballum. It's Ballum or uh, Clapham Rovers, I think, for me. I mean, Clapham Rovers, I think, have got the harder run in. They've got Putney, they've got uh, Ballum and they've got South West Rangers. If they can win them games, I think, yeah, th- th- I think it's in the bag for them because they're beating the, the, the other teams that are there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be the ones who are either going to win it or dictate on who else wins it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, though. Finally got something to talk about in the Prem, uh, which has been fantastic. And why not leave it till the business end? Uh, the next game. Thank you very much, Graham. Uh, the next game is Junction Elite Firsts. 
playing London Ravens, a real big game. First against third, Junction Elite with 32 points from 12 games. Nearly slipped up this week against bottom of the table, now relegated Chiswick. Uh, they won their win, uh, was enough uh, to, for them to maintain top position. Uh, as I say, 32 points from 12 games, plus 35 um, goal difference. So just three, uh, averaging around three goals a game, the Junction Elite lads. London Ravens, 14 games played, 28 points, which, as I like to say, should mean a promotion for the boys at the end of the season. 23, uh, plus 23 goal difference for London Ravens. The Junction Elite form uh, has been okay. Uh, a 1-0 win against Chiswick. Uh, a two-all draw against Putney Pacers uh, in tribute to the man himself. Brixton Town uh, were beaten 2-1 as well. So two close games against relegation-threatened yep. um, teams at the time of playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and a draw against Putney Pacers. Not amazing for the boys, but two wins anyway. Two wins in the last uh, three. And just getting beaten by Wimbledon Wolves, uh, finalists of Demarcus Lipton, probably softens the blow to going out um, going out to them. Uh the game before that um it's been a rocky it's been a rocky you've got to uh, go all the way back to the 30th of january for that lipton cup win 6-1 against buble all the other results up there are either a draw or there's one goal in in, in it yeah i mean that's one two three four five six seven seven slogs they've had seven seven hard slogs um and in the main they've put the put the points on the board but um going to be a different story against london ravens they're not going to give them anything this week Absolutely. Uh, the totals for the season so far. Uh, Godfrey Watkins Toko, we've spoken about him a few we times. Have, yeah. 14 goals in 17 games. Um, doesn't seem to have kicked on uh, very much. I don't know if he's played, uh, but not adding big numbers onto his totals. Peter Molasso, 12 and 12. That's better from him. Charles yeah. Hampshire, 8 in 9. Uh, the top three goal scorers. Ryan McFarlane, notching 7 in 18. Uh, for Junction Elite. So they've certainly got goals in the side. We know that, and that's that's um, something I didn't need to say. Uh, London Ravens, third in the table, as I said, 28 from 14. Their runner form in the last three. A loss to Wimbledon Commoners in the Marcus Lipton uh, quarterfinal. Um, a 5-0 loss to... Uh, a 5-0 win, sorry, against Brixton uh, and a 3-2 loss against uh, Chiswick. Uh, Chiswick in good form towards the end of the season, beating uh, top of the top top end of the table team. A fantastic result for them. So two losses uh, and one win in the last three is this game. Sort of two teams, uh, Graham, who we expected to be where they are in the league, but they both teams They're dying stuttering, for a win. aren't they? Dying for a big win. And I, and I think this is what makes this a really really difficult game to predict, actually, because you know. Neither are in absolutely top peak form of where or, or have hit the heights that they have been at a previous time in the season. They do just feel that they're both in a dip. Um, I think the game is probably bigger for Ravens than it probably is for Junction Elite. I think Junction have got enough games in hand, I think, to afford another slip up. I think from a London Ravens perspective, um, looking at commoners for that second place, I think it's a bigger game for them. I think they're going to they're going to be under more pressure to to get to to get the win out of the two. And of course, this is only the first meeting between the sides. They've still got to play a game in the league, so that could have a, a an impact as well. Personally, I, I don't think that Junction Elite they can probably afford to lose once to London Ravens, but certainly they won't want to lose twice to them. That will be 
super squeaky. Psychologically, I think that could be damaging. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, the London Ravens top marksman, Liam O'Mara, nine in 10. Aidan Victorin, uh, eight in 18. Which is great for him. He's been playing centre-back this season. So that's um, very impressive numbers. Very good. And Jamal Chambers, five in 14. So again, not mega numbers. Uh, 17 different goal scorers, but no one over 10 uh, for the Ravens. Uh, pointing towards a, a, they're a, they're probably a, a real good out a real good uh, team at thing rather than having out and out stars in the team. They're probably a real good unit. Um, that's the assumption I make from that. Graham, there's predictions. Uh, this, good luck. Yeah, do you know what? Uh, Hugo is back in elite to win 3-1 he usually gets a bit of inside knowledge so um, I know he likes to do his homework and speak to everyone um, each Sunday um, Dan's prediction he's backed uh, he's backed Hugo with a 3-1 Junction Elite win uh, but here's his here's his reasons why always love this game it's always good fun seeing the results and the banter on social media it'll be a shame if both teams aren't in the same division next season that said, I think the elite will paper over any cracks and defeat the Ravens using glue and water. Again, with these obscure references. Let us in. Let us in to these secret. Why is he, he taking something? I don't know. 3-1 uh, to the junction. I was junction. just trying to think Ravens, glue, water. I don't get that at all. Glue and water. Is it anything to do with Junction Elite's business that they, the, the maintenance business that they do? Is this what it's supposed to be about? Answers on a postcard or email yeah, silkpod at gmail.com. Dan, please help us out. You've had a big um, win yesterday. Perhaps you're a bit sort of out. Has he been the on the booze today. last night, do you think? <laughs> was he drinking this morning? This was well, at the time of recording. He was, he submitted it at half past seven in the morning. I think he's not had his Weetabix. <laughs> Other cereals are available just on that point. Yeah. Free one for Hugo and Dan is. Uh, That's interesting that they've gone for exactly the same prediction. Yeah. There's no conferring either. Um, so what are so you going to do? I'm going to go 2-1 to uh, Junction Elite. I think you had to on that basis, didn't you? Yeah. I can't. They kind of pushed you into that. Yeah, after last week, the risk and the rolling of the dice, um, I've, I've, I've handed it to, uh, to to the pair of them to fight it out now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> junctionally, it'll be tight. This is going to be a properly cagey game. Uh, both teams uh, will be, it'll be anxious for both teams. As you say, London Ravens probably need this win, this first game more than Junction Elite if they want to get, uh, I mean, a win for London Ravens puts them in second, uh, but plenty of football left to play for Wimbledon Commoners. I think the uh, difficulty well. I think here for um, Ravens and was, was why I think that they're under a little bit more pressure. Commoners have got kudos in one of their three games. Kudos seem to have fallen off the cliff. Yeah. And then Commoners have got to play Ravens and Junction Elite. Yeah. So there's points there to be dropped, which is why I think this is crucial that Ravens, if they can get out the win, I think they'll fancy themselves to go on and take that second space. Absolutely. What a good game it will be. Uh, and good luck to everyone on that one. That's on two Sunday. out of two. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, League four game. Uh, I must say, Graham, Dan was very pleased with you picking this game. Not. <laughs> the opposite of happy uh, with you picking this one. Clapham Wanderers taking on Southside United, a game that we already spoke about during the uh, results uh, review that Southside United, of course, have their um, 
game to play, their cup final to play next week. It will be next next Sunday, the 8th of May. Um, so will they take their eye off the prize? This is their last game of the season as well, Southside United. Uh, Clapham Wanderers are free to play. Let's start with the home team, uh, Graham. Clapham Wanderers. Yeah, we've done no focus on these teams and bearing no. in mind... What I looked at was the Southside double-edged result yesterday, the cup final context, the fact that Clapham Wanderers had got the win yesterday as well with the clean sheet yep. and that they can get out of trouble and that we haven't really covered either side. I thought this was a great one to throw in and I'm, glad, good... that Dan's, I'm glad Dan's happy. <laughs> it's a great game to throw in. There's, there's a, a position in League 4 to be want, to be maintained by uh, Clapham Wanderers. They're bottom of the table, 10th for the in-division, 10 points from 15 uh, a minus 18 goal difference, only the second uh, worst goal difference in the league. And it must say it's not a million miles away from the Antigua or Mortlake. Uh, they've not disgraced themselves this season. They have been in games uh, more than not. Uh, three wins from their 15 games. Uh, Southside United, as I say, this is their last game of the season. They sit fifth. Uh, they can't go. They can go up to finish as high as third. Uh, this season it, with a win here, a big win, it has to be said. Uh, 23 points from 17, uh, a maximum of 26 points uh, for them can be gained this year. Uh, Clapham Wanderers form, a big win yesterday, 5-0 against Northcote Rangers. Uh, Magpie recruitment, beaten 4-1 and the inevitable draw against Parthenope, the one before that. Uh, Clapham Wanderers still have Parthenope to play, as you've already said, so that will be a draw. Uh, so they can bank on at least one more one more point this season. This so back- four four points from nine in the last three. That's not bad for a team bottom of the table, is it? Not bad. Uh, it might just be enough to keep them up as well. Um, their goal scorers this season, uh, Clapham Wanderers, Dwayne Thomas, uh, 17 goals in 19 games. Uh, to Shan McQueen, six in 14. Uh, David Amaza Diaz, two in 18. The the, the goal scorers dropping off a little bit. Uh, one man Dwayne, team. One man Dwayne, team. Yeah, it does seem that way. Only eight listed goal scorers uh, for Clapham uh, this season, probably showing uh, an, a reliance perhaps on Dwayne uh, to get them goals. Uh, clearly, clearly some player to get those um, those returns uh, for a team struggling around the bottom of the table. Southside United's uh, results, uh, they lost 2-0 and 3-0 to Magpie in their last uh, game, which was a double banker. They lost 1-0 to, to top deck and beat Parthenope 3-0. So to get three points from Parthenope, no uh, no mean feat. They also beat uh, Hampton Terriers uh, in the Dylan Rigobert Trophy. What's the D, what's DTC? That's Donovan Thomas, that one. Donovan Thomas, sorry. Um, so Southside in reasonable form uh, until... Uh, their last two weeks, they say, a uh, double banker. They've they've dropped um, nine points in their last three league games. So perhaps good win good against point. Hampton Terriers in that cup game. Yeah, a very good win, uh, has to be said. But probably a good time. No better time for Clapham to be playing uh, their opposition. Southside, whose goal scorers uh, this year have been uh, Harry Foster, 13 and 12. Great return, Harry. Uh, that's a good season. Uh, Hashem uh, Jalilu has eight in 17. Uh, Harry Fernberg, five in 16. Uh, Harry, seemingly the main man for Southside United with good return. Uh, Graham, as I said, I think we've said it in the in the first section that there's no better time now for Clapham uh, to get three points. South, will the Southside United players have one eye 
on the final that they're due to play next next week. Their next game is a cup final. Inevitably, the players won't want to be injured. Inevitably, they might not make that that last ditch challenge um, yeah. to to save a goal. Um, this is a tough one to predict. Very tough. Very difficult. Uh, Hugo has backed Southside three one. He's back in the boys. He's looking at form, uh, which is against um, Southside. If anything. Uh, but he's back in Southside to get the job done. He's seen enough of Clapham Wanderers to think that they might not get the win this week. Uh, Dan's, oh, well, let's go with my prediction first. I'm going to back Dan to to win this one. Um, I'm going to back him. Sorry. Well, you could get some points here, couldn't you? Blimey. Um, I just, if, do you know what? If it was me and I'm sitting in the mid table and I can't go, well, I might slip down one place to sixth place. Uh, I could go up to third. It wouldn't make any difference to me whatsoever. Um, am I that am I that centre half that's that's going to uh, make that last ditch challenge with my opponent through on goal to try and nick the ball, potentially get a red card and miss out on a, a cup final that doesn't come around all the time? No, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm going to take it easy. I'm probably going to play 75, 80 percent as well just to try and save myself. Um, so that's why I'm back in Clapham Wanderers. It will be tight and I'm going to go for Clapham to win 2-1. They've got something to play for with the bit between their teeth. Um, I can see um, them putting in a good effort after a good win against Northcote Rangers this week. Uh, so Dan's reckoning for this one. He's fuming Graham has chosen this one. He's literally said that. And uh, we had a good we had a good result last week and want to carry on the good form over. I'm bottling it and going for a draw to all. Not quite so <laughs> not quite so expansive on the on the on the uh, well, his own game, is he? He's I gave, I've given him the Desmond. platform. I've given him the platform. You've given me the platform. So do you know what? All you can do is give people the platform. And if they don't do anything with it, then that's the, that's their funeral, isn't it? A real opportunity to kind of even have a little I wanted go a bit his... more insight. I wanted some yeah, puns so with I. Clap and Wanderers. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm disappointed, we're Daniel. We're all left wondering why he didn't give us Oi! a good pun. <laughs> I'll do it for you, Dan. Don't worry. Uh, the next one. Thank you, Dan, for that. Just before you, just before yeah. you move on, just before sure. you move on, just looking at that relegation context in that division, Andrew, yep. Mortlake obviously I think will be pleased if Southside get that result over. But if Clapham Wanderers get that result, you know they've got games in hand there over Mortlake. Could Mortlake? They've got one game left that's against Parthenope this week. If you take that as a draw, um, Difficult top deck might be in problem if you look at the the games that, that Clapham have got left. If he beats Path and Hope, maybe if he yeah. gets four points, he's got to make up four goals against Mortlake. Mortlake playing Path and Hope. This is this is fifty fifty of who goes down here, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Clapham Wanderers games left to play. Southside this week, as we said, Path and Hope the week after, uh, and then top they've got a big game. It's hard. A bit of a bit of a bit of a gap, which if they do get wins against Southside and Parthenope, that's a big gap in games to kill some, to kill any momentum that Clapham have had. So they go again against top deck last game of the season, probably with momentum stunted a little bit. Um, but anyway, good if luck you were to... Mortlake, you'd want the points on the board. If they beat Parthenope this week, then it's more or less done and it, and it yeah. takes it sort of out of Clapham's hands a little bit. I think so. Uh, but yeah, good luck to everyone in that one. That'll be a real good game. Uh, the last one this week, is a League Five game. Uh, Newlands taking on Junction Elite Seconds. Junction Elite Seconds confirming their promotion. Uh, they'll be gunning for the title now, though Newlands, with the games in hand, uh, they need to win this and then maintain that two games in hand. That will still 
leave them just behind Junction Elite. But the pressure uh, they'll be looking to put on uh, Junction Elite. Three wins, three wins. Hang on, let's have a look. Junction Elite need to win and they win the title. Uh, and Newlands can't win the title, can they? Uh, what are they on? Not even now. No, they can't. No, 34 they can only get. So they can only get to what Painters have got. Um, they've got Painters have got 33. Newlands can only get 34. Uh, so, yeah, Newlands chasing down that second place position in the table. Junction Elite's form over the season or their, their table, 35 points from 15. A good return for the boys. It's been a good year for them. Two losses from the 15 games, uh, a plus 29 goal difference. It's that You can only say that's been an impressive year. They've been Junction up there Elite. right from the start. They've yeah. been up there right from the start. There's, there, there'd be no complaints if they go on and, uh, and win that division. Uh, Newlands, uh, 25 from 13. Uh, so... On on uh, four points with games in hand behind Newland, so uh, yeah, they've been left uh, wanting a little bit. Four losses in their uh, thirteen games, so lost about a third of their games, which they won't be pleased with. Plus sixteen goal difference, also not the best from them. Fifty three goals scored, excellent. Uh, Thirty seven conceded, probably uh, the tail of the tape, and why they're not gonna, why they haven't won the title this year. Otherwise, it's been pretty impressive for them. Uh, Junction Leeds form. Over the last three, they beat St Matthew's Project 7-0 uh, without kicking a ball when uh, promoted yesterday. Haven't played a game since the 3rd of April. Um, they're waiting a month, a whole month without football for the second. I hate it when it goes like this yeah, at the end of the season. Yeah. It drives me mad. Uh, but they've won their last three. Uh, they have to go back the 6th of March, uh, the 27th of March and the 3rd of April was the last three games. So they've barely kicked a ball. Uh, in two months, which is horrible for them. Obviously, can't be avo- it can't be avoided sometimes. Um, so they're really going from a standing start against a team um, who uh, will be all guns blazing for this win. Uh, the Junction League seconds uh, goal scorers, uh, Coyote on a larger, uh, a name I remember when we've reviewed the Junction League boys before, 26 and 15, outstanding uh, player, clearly. Uh, Charlie Ward, 6 and 15, uh, and Billy Swanson, Swainson, four in four. Uh, Billy, one of the unsung heroes for Junction Elite, uh, on and off the pitch, um, putting it, putting his um, two p's worth in uh, this season. Newlands, their form. They lost to Bluebirds last time out in that rehearsal for the, the best cup in Southern Sunday. Um, Newlands beat Sport in London nine nil, and then they lost. They beat um, Junction Elite thirds. Uh, in the in the best cup in Southern Sunday 2-1 uh, perhaps Junction League seconds feel like they owe their club mates um, a result in this one Graham predictions uh, as I said I'm I, in one part of me is thinking uh, Newlands here because Junction League just haven't played any football uh, in, in six in two months almost six weeks um, Dan thinks Newlands really need the win here and although they will try to whirlwind through, again, I, I'm not getting it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whirlwind you know through. What? You could think, actually, that it was never, ever, ever going to reach this point and get this bad. But this week, <laughs> reached, we've reached peak yeah. bad. This is off the... I, I, I don't get any of it. I think the elite will be raining on the parade. There's a weather theme here, isn't there? Weather, Newlands, weather, Junction Elite, seconds, weather. Why is he, where, where is this come from, Dan? 
elite to thunder past with a 2-1 win. So we've got weather. Uh, we've got... Um, it's like a game of give us a clue, this. We've got weather for one of them. We've got wallpaper in for the other. <laughs> uh, and nothing for the top one. Leopards. If anyone understands any of what yeah, Dan please, fill is us talking in. about, please uh, answers on a postcard, free post to Selk Towers yeah. or selkpod at gmail.com. Um, answers would be gratefully received because please. we're baffled. We're hashtag baffled. Does Dan have absinthe with his with his cornflakes? Well, has he had any cornflakes? Has he, has he had any absinthe? I mean, uh, two one, two one win the prediction for that's the only Johnson. bit that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, Hugo, uh, Hugo's prediction has he's gone two all, a two all draw. And I must say, um, I was erring towards um, paying tribute to the man himself. Must my, my personally, on yeah, this he's one. been a bit quiet today. He's not had yeah. any mentions. Um, Newlands. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to go for a Newlands win. Ooh. Why not? Why not? It's, it's done, isn't it? But let's have a roll of the dice in this on one. On the two... back ends of a, a defeat to uh, AFC Bluebirds yesterday, and you're going no. for Newlands to come out then and top no. the league leaders who've been no, there all no. season. No. What are you doing? No, I'm not. I'm going to go for Junction Elite, but I'm going to go for... I was going to say, you have to give your red a wobble there, don't you? 3-1. Really? Give yourself a chance at least, Dan. Give yourself a chance at least. 3-1 Junction Elite I tried to help you out last week with the Wimbledon Commoners goalkeeper. I tried to help you out with that. Uh, yeah, I know. And I did uh, try. No, I didn't know he was going to drop one in his own net, though, did I? Uh, what can we say? 2-1 two, two, Junction Leap for me. I'm going to go. Uh, and Dan has gone... No, three, I'll go 3-1 Junction Leap. Dan's gone 2-1. Right. And Hugo going with the Desmond in tribute to the man himself. Um, some good games there. Thank you. Let's just have a quick scan through, a very quick scan through all the fixtures for next week. Uh, that will be the 8th. That'll be the 1st of May, even, uh, or the next seven days, because I can see that there's no, there's no games off. That's next week. Okay. Good, We've got uh, games on there. We've got games. The administrators do put games on the website, Mr. Wheaton. Don't worry. Okay. So some good games next week. Let's have a look. Get to find some pitches, though. Uh, yeah, I saw that on the bulletin that the TV confirmed was 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 the was the that's main the, venue. That's, that's the popular destination <laughs> for all Southern Sunday matches. This you get over there at ten thirty this Sunday, venue to be confirmed. That's where it's all happening. Lots of games this week, sort of top against bottom by the looks of it. Um, some interesting ones: top deck against Magpie Recruitment. Uh, Magpie need um, one point from that game. Point. Yep. To then expect the guard of honour by uh, Merton in the next the next time they play. Uh, UBL CFC against Junction League Thirds could be a good game. Argentina, uh, they need to get wins on the ball to make to guarantee. They their... need goals, is what they need. Is the wins and they need goals. Any slip up and the um, championship will be with Poplar Rovers there. So um, they'll need to come on the back of yesterday's defeat and um, they'll need to go at Clapham Common right from the off there. They will. Uh, Olympic mayonnaise, South City double banker could be a tough day for the for the mayonnaise boys. Um, that that will be a tough day for them, uh, I, I think. Uh, but they they're they're safe in League Seven now. Olympic mayonnaise, aren't they? Yeah, Peckham Cosmos are the team relegated there, so um, free hit essentially for Olympic. Yep. Um, Brick sustain Vauxhall Virgins. Can Brick sustain upset Vauxhall Virgins title run? Uh, that'll be a good game. Venezia Dons against Borussia Battersea. Sadly, 
That's um, one of the best of the rest, that one, isn't it? Really, yeah. Neil? It's uh, a shame. Cam, Cam Brucia, um put that ghost of being the best of the rest, as we've said, uh, to bed and get a result against um, Venezia Dons. An old town Clapham Athletic uh, is another double banker. Um, sadly for Junction League Fifths, who have struggled this season, uh, they face the mighty St Andrews in a top versus bottom uh, tie or near the bottom tie. Uh, in League 10, we expect a handy St. Andrews win. Uh, Graham, where are you this next week? So I'm doing the top deck Magpie game this week. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that one. Obviously, the point for the Magpie boys gets them over the line. Um, be interesting to see Magpie. I've not seen them right since the back beginning earlier on in the season. And I don't think I've seen top deck all season. So uh, I'll be seeing them next Sunday and then the following Sunday, looking at them in the cup final. So, uh, yeah, um, company of top deck for a couple of weeks, which is uh, no bad thing. No bad at all, mate. Have a good one. Have a great week. And I'll speak to you next week. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Cheers. So that is it. The end of another show. Episode 34 of the Sunday League show in the can. Thank you to Roger, Graham, Gibbs and Jamie for all of their help this week. Thank you to the predictors, uh, Russell, Mark, John, Hugo and Dan for all their help uh, too. No guests this week, but we will be looking to review Peckham Rye, Greenwich Mariners and Saha 11 uh, for our last few guests of the season. Our last show of the season will be a review of each league. Uh, I may release those as separate shows um, just to because it could be a, a, a really long show if I, if I include it all together. So we may look to make those separate shows um, hope everyone uh, enjoys their games this week. Um, if you didn't get the result you needed, uh, go and get it this week. Uh, there's always next week in Sunday football. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Down to Play, Magpie Recruitment, Board and Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, uh, and Grassroots Football GRF. Our graphics are sponsored by at NJPGD. Um, our charity sponsors are at NJPGD, uh, Player Packs, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, uh, and Board and Sports Campaign for Stop Bullying uh, are our charity kit sponsors. Uh, last but not least, uh, this time of year, will be important uh, for everyone with their club presentations and and uh, end of year awards. Uh, get onto uh, at get onto um, at awards FC. Um, a real good trophy uh, provider, uh, something different from the traditional stuff, uh, which can be a bit samey. Uh, their stuff is bright and colourful, um, and I really like it. And hopefully. Uh, we'll be able to send four of those out to our teams of the year, um, which will be chosen by you. Um, once the season ends, the Southern Sunday, Alpenton and Bromley, Westfar and the Quota Municipal will all have four teams put to a poll and hopefully you'll be receiving your team of the year trophies as supplied by um, Awards FC. Uh, all the best, guys. Speak to you next week, hopefully with some guests. See you then. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.